Are we are we recording? <laughs> Get Tom yeah. Baker's afro out of my face, Joseph. Um there you go, that's the cold open. Hello everyone, welcome back to another installment of the Filming In podcast where this week we're gonna film you in really wholesome. Really wholesomely. Just gonna it's, it's whole- stay wholesome for two minutes. It, it's a wholesome filming this week. Because um, we're going to be talking about some of our favourite movies of all time in preparation for the beginning of our tournament next week. Um, and we're going to go through and talk to you about some of our favourites. It's going to be a fun day. Uh, we've got the whole gang here with us. I'm your host, Xander Langwiston. And going around the room, we've got Siwan. Oh, God, hi. <laughs> we've got Joe. Howdy. We've got Alex. I'm the better host. And that's true, actually. You actually smashed it. Is it is true. It is true. Um, you did smash and, it. And we've got the big fella. It's Hamish. The big fella? <laughs> you are the big fella. Excuse me. Everyone else Xander got like, die? here's Alex. You smashed it. Here's Joe. It's little Joseph Kirk. Here's the one. Oh, hi. The big fella. You Sorry, are the dick. big fella. Bro, you're like 6'5". Also known as Hamish. You're huge. He's he's like 6'4", yeah. Yeah. Huge. (laughs) Does anyone have a moan for me? I have have one. Go go on, Alex. You can go first. I fell off a roof. (laughs) 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 My goddamn cat, like, can open doors, right? So she opened... um, I was playing Minecraft at 2am, and I'm like, where's my cat? And I turn around and... <laughs> Wait, was this that, might be the, that, that might be the most autistic sentence I've ever heard in my life. I was playing Minecraft at 2am and I was like, where's my cat? <laughs> so I like, was on the phone cat? for this. I was on the phone for this. So I was like, where's my cat? And I see that my door's open. So I'm like, she's in the kitchen. So I go and check. She's not in the kitchen. She's opened the kitchen door. She's gone into the office, which is opposite my kitchen. And she's climbed out of the window onto the roof. So I'm like, nice. So I go outside and I start looking for her. And for about three hours, and so until about... It's about half four. This was in the morning. I was walking around my, my property, my house, looking for my cat. Mm. And I was on the phone to a friend the entire time, just being like, I don't know where she is, bro. I just don't know where she is. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to bed at 5 a.m. I was like, I'm gonna, just going to go to bed. So I start walking into the house and I hear screaming. I look up. She's on the roof. <laughs> so I have to go upstairs, climb out of the window, climb onto the roof, pick the cat up, throw it in through the window, and then I fall backwards, slide down the roof, and fall onto grass. Oh my god! So I'm in a lot of pain. <laughs> I le- there's only one story, so I haven't broken anything. I legit, I legit thought you were gonna say that you'd fallen off the roof in Minecraft, and this was gonna be some big ruse. <laughs> <laughs> And I was I, like, I, oh, I okay. tempted you. I got you with the, the, the hook line. Subversion, in the yeah. In it. No, I did actually fall off a roof. So my moan of the week is my cat. I hate the little thing. Yeah. And I would love nothing more than to rehome it. <laughs> That's a joke. I love it. Oh, I'll have Okay. You don't want Oreo. I want a cat. You think you want yeah. Oreo? Oreo's, Oreo's not, not a cat. It's a spawn of Satan. She <laughs> three times. And she can't blink. <laughs> Hamish, you had one. Yeah, so I I informed the rest of the podcast about this earlier in the week when this occurred. So I had a so I, I I've had to move home back home to Ireland, and during that time, I have gone out for lunch with a friend, and the cinema is like slap bang next to this like really 
crappy diner. It used to be this really nice like family diner. It's now being revamped, and it's like it's ass. Like my hometown, anything opens there, it dies in like a few months. So I don't know how they haven't got some sort of lawsuit for this. I assume it's just because they're flying under the radar. Um, but they're doing Mission Impossible Special Burgers. Um, so, of course, you've got the MI-17 Burger, the Reckoning Barbecue Stacker, and then the one I went for, the Hunt Piri Pitta. Now, on paper, a crisply, a crispy, lightly battered, juicy chicken strip, peri-peri sauce, rocket salad, garlic mayo, pineapple and peach salsa, coleslaw served with garlic and coriander wedges. Ooh. In a that sounds lovely. It sounds quite fresh, quite sweet. Mm. A little bit crispy, a little bit salty, you know, balance out the sweet. Really nice. Um, what I got was um, all the sauces and all like the mayos <coughs> and stuff like that um, came in sealed like gelatin jars. Um, like, not like scooped in there for aesthetic, like plastic sealed jars. Um, the actual chicken itself oh, was yeah, just so a gargantuan, like, cough, chicken, goujon, like, half, like, stuffed into a pita bread. Um, no salad. Um, they actually forgot that. And then, <laughs> like... forget a salad? I don't know. Um, I got the, uh, the chips, and the chips tasted like ass, too. Um, I've never been so disappointed in a, in a bit of food. Let alone food with Tom Cruise's face <laughs> plastered across it. Like, did you not like realize like what you were ordering? Like this, this like third-party shitty chicken. You know, in hind- impossible burger. <laughs> like, did you not expect it, it was? That? It was. It was called the Hunt Pitta. Like, surely, yeah. yeah Hunt Perry see, Pitta. No, here's the thing, though. Right, you never go to a restaurant and you're like, oh, the third-party food. Oh, it's gonna get me. You just think it's food. <laughs> it's not like you're buying like. I don't know, some sort of, like, hardware for your computer, or some, like, a movie that's third party. It's, like, it's food, right? You don't expect it to be, like, the equivalent of going on holiday, and it's the Mickey Mouse Goes to America DVD disc that, like, <laughs> is actually just full of, like, I don't know, some, like, Middle Eastern, like, terrorist propaganda. Like... <laughs> Like instead, what DVDs did your mum get you as a kid? Because I, I was not watching that. My granddad was in the police, so uh, the oh DVDs we got. Um, yeah, you actually had an answer. You actually had an answer. Yeah, I actually just did. unresolved cases. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was thoroughly disappoint- disappointed, and you know what? I'm glad I didn't get to go see the new Mission Impossible because I would have been thinking about the Hunt Perry Pitta the entire time. Um, I I have a moan to give you guys a bit more time. Uh, my moan overall is the weather. Yeah. Oh, true. I, I oh, we've will, done this. We've done I, this before. I, I, I will go into more detail on this. So I'm kidding. Um, I went to a um a secret screening of a movie. So Odie and the theatre chain near me do a uh, do a do a lot of these secret showings where they don't tell you what it is and you go. It's going to be a surprise movie. I really like going to them. I've seen some really great movies from it. Um, it started at half seven. I was like, you know what? I'm a little bit hungry. So as I, I walked down to the cinema from my house um, and I stopped in Mackey's and got myself a cheeseburger and thought, I'll, I'll pack this away and I'll eat it in the movie. And I'm, I'm a n- narrative person. So I, um, I walk, as I walk up to the cinema doors, I say openly to myself, 
man, it's going to be really nice to get in there um, into a nice warm cinema as it's beginning to rain because it just started to rain. And as I say that, thunder cracks like in a movie. And I, and, I, and, I, and I openly said, and out of the thunder and lightning, I guess. So I walk into the cinema, I sit down, I take some minutes to compose myself, sit down, you know, get, get chilled out. Um, adverts are playing, so I'm like, okay, it's cheeseburger time, baby. So I reach into my bag, I unwrap my burger, I look at it, I'm like, you juicy boy, I am ready to have you in my mouth. God, I wish um, would speak to me like that. <laughs> so as I'm taking a bite of it, the theatre... The, the lights in the theatre go up, the fire exit lights go up, and the screen goes black. And I'm stood there with, sat there with my, my cheeseburger about to be in my mouth. I'm like, they know I've got this cheeseburger. They know it. <laughs> so I slowly fold it back up and put it in my bag. Um, and it turns out what happened is that lightning had struck the cinema. And wiped out three of the screens. And they were just like, we don't How know what to do. Does it, have it has nine altogether, oh, shit. and so we went up to a third of the screens, including ours, mm-hmm. um, and one of the screens showing Indiana Jones, which was oh. halfway through. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> it was like the I worst half of it, it as well. I didn't miss much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, they had to sit through the bad half. Anyway, um, so they they tried to get it going for another like hour or so. And they ended up saying, yeah, no, it's it's gone. Um, and then I had to walk home in the rain. Uh-huh. Not fun. So um, so the weather can oh. suck my dick. What, um, what film was it, by the way? It was going to be um, Joyride. You know, the uh, the Asian-led comedy where they go to China. Oh. I was, I, I think it was kind of good. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. But but I guess I'll have to wait until it comes out. <laughs> Suan, Joe, either of you got a moan? Do you want to go first? or? Sure. Sander talking about his Mackies has made me re- remember something. Now, oh. honestly... No, <laughs> Is I, it that? No, no. What? Oh. Uh, the Lester. No. I thought that was what you were going to... Okay. No. Um, now, obviously, we were... I'm not going to say where we went to uni, you know, because I'm not going to dox us. But In obviously, Greenland. it was a bit... Yeah. <laughs> but it was a big city, wasn't it? It was a big city. In a big city, you get a lot of delivery food options. Like, we had... God knows how many. I came home and I thought, and I live in a small town. I thought, I wonder how many delivery options I have. On Uber Eats, I have one. On Just huh. Eat, I have two. The two is one of which is already on Uber Eats. One of them is an Indian, which is not like it's a bad Indian, but it's an Indian. And the other one is a shitty kebab, and it's not the kebab I go to. So, like, it's not like I live far from all these shit. I've got a Mackey's, I've got a KFC, but none of them deliver. So That's I got, weird. So if I can't be I, asked no, to I leave, the same thing. if I can't be asked to leave my house, I've got an Indian or a kebab. So, yeah, it's something I'm gonna have to get used to. Where I live, I was like, I was sat and I, I pulled up my phone like just automatically. Like, mm, let's check, just let's <laughs> check. And it was like there is nowhere within the six mile radius that will deliver to you. And I was like, I Did, oh. It's just it's upsetting, isn't it? It's just disheartening. It's a shame. It's a shock after three years of being like, oh, do you know what? I want a Mackey's at 2 a.m. And you can't do yeah. it. Yeah. When we got back, was the first thing we all did just go in the takeaway apps? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I did. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad Straight it wasn't just away. me. Brilliant. That's um, so poor from you guys. 
what? I'm sorry. But, like, Why? it makes you feel any better. I've got so many takeaways nearby. Oh, do you know? <laughs> that doesn't... Oh, that makes me feel so much better. Thank, Thank you, Jim. Yeah, that's um, right. I will sit here with my local chippy that may or may have not been selling cocaine over the counter. <laughs> nice. Tasty. Joe, do you have a moan? I do. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it up on my Word document so I can remember what it is. Um, so on the subject of food, today I was making lunch, and now we're not at uni. We don't have the things we used to use at uni, so we have to use what's in the fridge. And I was like, okay, I want a really I want a really big sandwich. I want something meaty. I was like, I don't have any ham. But do you remember the shepherd's pie that I had? I, I took out the mince from that and I heat it up and I put it in this fried buttered roll with red Leicester cheese. Now, it was looking so good. I put burger sauce and tomato sauce in as well. It was gorgeous. And I put it back in, under the grill to fry it to melt the cheese. And as I took it out, it fell apart and all the filling just fell under like the, the grid. The grid? The grill. Oh no. So like the bread was on top and all the meat was underneath and it was just me and my mum just scooping out the meat trying to put it back in. So the moan was That's that that really was an depressing. absolute disaster. But it tasted so nice. It was like a <laughs> burger but it was in a long French stick. <laughs> Amazing. So the, so the moan was the process. <laughs> So, in preparation for the new tournament, starting uh, sometime in the near future, we figured we'd go through some of our favourite movies that are on this tournament and uh, explain why they're here. So, for this tournament, each of us have uh, made our top ten favourite movies of all time. Um, and I've ranked them based on their based on their ranking, first of all. So, all of the number tens are together, all the nines, eight, and all the way up to ones. Um, and then base those in an order based on the Rotten Tomatoes critic score, um, their average rating, audience score, the IMDb score, the Metacritic score, and the Letterboxd score. Put those all in a blender and you get an average score. And we've um, I've then put them in that order. So we have 45 movies in total. Um, and first of all, I want to ask you guys if there were any movies that didn't quite make the cut for you. Magic roundabout. Stop. The... <laughs> you know, I didn't realise there's a different version of that in America. Ew. Is there? I saw it on Twitter. Um, it was, it, like, essentially every line is some form of pop culture reference. And I watched it. It's a headache. Oh I, I just watched the clips on, on Twitter, but, like, it's a headache. Hey. Then compared Wait. to the English version, I'm like, oh, wow, this is really fun. <laughs> Send this to me. I want to watch it. I don't. I'll have to find it. I'll have to find Maybe it. Maybe that version would make the list. <laughs> the American version? Are you kidding me? Yeah. No. Okay, I don't know. Mean? What's the answer to that question? The answer is... Um... Does anyone ha else have any, then? Uh, so the magic roundabout um, for you, Suan. Yeah, I'm quite surprised. I don't have a single Marvel movie on mine, I don't think. Um, let me just let double, me double check. check my list specifically. I don't. I don't think you I don't. have a single Marvel movie on that, which is like a big surprise for me, at least. Um, I think what I would have probably gone for if I had to pick a Marvel movie on it was, oh God, um, probably like Shang-Chi. Or, or I don't know. I really enjoyed that film. I thought it was fun. Shang-Chi's real good. Yeah. Or the first Ant-Man, especially. That was that was a really funny film. I'm quite surprised I didn't put that on as well. But yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a shock for me, at least. <laughs> Um, Hamish, do you have any? 
I had two um, <coughs> two runners-ups. Um, they were James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, because I think that movie is absolute art. Um, and then at the last minute, I yesterday I rewatched uh, Pacific Rim with Alex. Alex watched it for the first time there. Um, and yeah, I... I had to switch out the original Fright Night, um, which was sad to do. I didn't like it. It was sad to do that, but it can. It had to happen, you know. Just one of those things. Sometimes those those things do happen. Exactly. Um, Joe, did you have any specifics? Um, I the on my list there was uh there's the Lego Batman movie, and originally that was Twelve Angry Men. There, there um, are some people out there that are tearing their hair from their heads. I know, I'm he sorry. Hearing I'm, that comparison. I'm, I'm, I'm no, so it's, sorry. I'm it's, so sorry. It's all completely subjective. Like, yeah. I think my thought process was people won't... Maybe they won't watch it and they won't like it and I was afraid of that. But then C1 watched it and she <laughs> liked it. So I so, was so much wrong. that it ended up on her list. And on, on her list. shelf. On my shelf. Yeah. Um, I had so many movies that I couldn't decide on. There were about four movies that were absolutely destined to be on this list for me. Um, but the rest of it was up in arms. I had no idea what I was going with. I've ha had to make a separate list on Letterboxd just to make put my mind at ease. And there are 45 movies on that that could, that have... A reason to be on this list. There you are ten of a whole them. List of your own. There, there were ten of them that began with the letter S that could have been on this list. So, yeah, no, Sharknado. I. Sharknado. 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 See one the movie. Sharknado three. See one the movie. <laughs> That's like my favorite movie. Um, when are we? Yeah, no. So, 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 some that were that spent a lot of time on this list were. Um, before Sunset, I love that movie uh, with Ethan Hawke and um, yeah, I know it's not an S Joe. Uh, <laughs> Drive was one that that spent a lot of time on this list. Oh my god, um, me. The The Incredibles was on here for a while, oh. uh, but got switched out for another animated film. Um, Interstellar was on. Um, Knives Out was there for a while. Uh, Knives a Out is a pick. There was there was a moment that Ratatouille was in there. Uh, Scream. Yes, Scream was on I, I there thought, for a while. I thought I had Scream. picked it for a sec. The original. The original one. Joe, if you would not um, have picked Ratatouille, there'd be a problem. I think there would be. There, there was a moment. There was a hot Sorry, moment when Top Gun Maverick was on there. Really? There was. That yeah, that movie's amazing. Joe, what are you up. talking I'm kidding. About, Joe? I love you Specifically that film. said you loved it. I love um, it. So yeah, no, there were there were lots of uh, movies that. It hurts my heart that I can't talk about them a lot um, here, but like, if you want to see the rest of that list and maybe get some ideas, um, I'll I'll leave my letterbox in the description, and you can, guys can check out that list. See if there's any on there that you might want to check out, because all of them are amazing movies that deserve to be seen. I'm sure you've seen most of them, but some on there you might not have done. Shameless plug. Absolutely. <laughs> um. Right. Shall we? Um. Shall we go through this? Yeah. So. Sure. Kicking us off, the lowest rated movie on this list 
um, is the number 45 seed. That is Watchmen. And Hamish, that's one of yours, right? That's me. Um, so, talk to us about this one. <laughs> okay, so Watchmen for me, in my own opinion, um, is a, one of the best comic book movies out there. And I say this because it's understanding of not only the source material, but the eras of comic books and the, how it works that those themes into the movie itself is masterful. Now, I'm not a massive fan of Zack Snyder. I think the movies he makes, whilst they are great, are far too long. And I know that Joe and Swan... I think, thought that this was a little too long. And I do agree that is an incredibly long movie. Not as long as the Snyder Cut, but incredibly long. Um, However, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the Watchmen books, so trying to condense all of it down into a set number of movies is... uh, No, a set movie, a set number of hours. It's damn near impossible. Um, without it being a long movie. Uh, yeah, I think it's got a brilliant cast. I think that it has its weak points, it has its strong points, but I, it remains one of the best adaptations of a comic to screen to date. And it retained its understanding of the comic book industry and the themes that it brings great stuff and i think you'll see that with a lot of these films that we talk about it's that we understand that they have problems yeah and that's what makes you love them even more um so that's a that that's a really great way to start off well i mean the idea of the tournament is for all of us to discuss our other thoughts so we'll just stick this episode to to each individual person's thoughts and not the group so um, so we'll just move on to the next one. Uh, nice little introduction there, Hamish. Thank you very um, much. The 44 seed is the Lego Batman movie, as someone mentioned earlier. That someone was me. Um, I am shocked this one's so low down. Um, it's because it's you was... number 10. Okay. Yeah, because this was originally going to be 12 Angry Men. Uh, I was umming and ahhing over it. But I love this movie. First time I went to see it in cinemas, I remember... Um, it got to, I think it was when they arrive on uh, Krypton. And it just kept freezing and juttering. And it was like, eh, eh. And it took about 10 minutes for someone to come in and fix it. Um, so it like from that point onwards, I had no idea what was happening in the film. But then when I rewatched it, I thought, oh, this is so good. I mean, I cry at the end when um, Bruce leaves uh, Dick. That's very sad. Uh, the animation looks amazing. Uh, it's it's lovely that it's in the Lego style. Um, a problem with a lot of superhero movies is they try and cram in too many villains. Like Spider-Man 3, you have Sandman, Venom, Green Goblin. Oh, sorry, Goblin Jr. Uh, but this one, it has so many villains and it, it, it tackles it really well. Um, it's, just, it's just very fun and that's why I put it through. And I think it is, apart from the, the Batman... One of the best Batman movies ever made. For sure, and there's been a few of them. Yeah, it's a, it's um, a proper celebration of the character of Batman in the DC universe. Absolutely. Good choice. 
The number 43 seed moving upwards is um, one of mine. It's a movie called Blind Spotting. Now, I'm sure, I'm, I'm not sure whether any of you have seen this before I put it on the list. Um, but this follows um, a, a black guy in America who has um, been released from prison on parole. And he's on his last three days of parole before he's free. And he um, he's linking up with his... He's got a job. He's trying to stay fly straight so he doesn't get into any trouble. If he gets into any more trouble, he gets sent back to prison. And then three days before he um, is free, he gets um, he sees a uh, the police shoot, shoot a black guy in the street. And so he's then got to deal with that, keep his head down, and also deal with his white friend who is... So they are both playing stereotypes in this, but the opposite stereotypes. It's a really uniquely written film, and uh, David Diggs is absolutely incredible. He's the main character. You might know him from Hamilton um, and the Snowpiercer TV show. Yeah. But he's fantastic in this. I love the way the characters talk to each other because they they have a dialogue that is... Like, they rap at each other. Almost so it's very casually. So it's not like it's not a musical. This film, it's not a musical, but they they have conversations and they'll have they'll have moments where they converse in rap and rhyme, and those are really great. Just little character moments. It's got a really interesting visual style, and yeah, there's something about this. the The last um, ten minutes makes me hold my breath. Every time I watch it, I've seen this movie maybe 12 times and still I'm like, oh God, it just really stresses me out. Um, and it's a sign of a really great movie. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm hoping that more eyes can be put on this movie because it deserves it. And that's why it's um, it got put in at my number 10. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. Oh. Um, moving on to the number 42 seed. It's The Mitchells versus The Machines, the Netflix film. That is a very, is a very peak film. Um, peak. As far as animation goes, it's it's the perfect mix, I think, of early 2000s humour, but it's actually funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is the best way to sum up the humour in that film. And it's a lovely family story of, you know, a girl who's about to go off to college to do animation and film, and her dad, who really doesn't understand it, them kind of moving across the country as the world ends with machines and robots taking over um, trying to wipe out humanity basically and it's it's such a lovely heartwarming film about you know family members they don't get each other but in the end they still love each other and will do anything for each other um, and also the fact that it's got robots in it that when presented with a pug they freak out because they don't know whether it's bread or a dog or something else. And I think that that was probably the best joke out of the entire film. Um, it deserves a lot more love than I think it gets. I mean, animation in, in Netflix's eyes isn't good enough, apparently. You know, we've seen them act a bunch. So I'm actually ca I'm really glad that they came up with something good before they decided to start acting everything imaginable. Inside Job, um, my beloved. Inside Job, you know, Love, Death and Robots got cut significantly. But, you know, it came up with this wonderful, wonderful film. So I can't really complain. I love it. And it was actually... Stop. Sorry, cool. No. I was going to say, it, it's made by Sony Pictures Animation. And it's yeah. not the last time we're going to see those on this list. You can tell it's made by those same people who did Spider-Verse. 
I don't know. It's got such a lovely, unique animation style, and I adore it. Amazing. Lovely movie. We'll move on to the number 41 spot, and that is Toy Story 3. Yes. Oh, sorry. <coughs> right. Um, obviously, like, the Toy Stories, all three of them, well, four, but anyway, um, all of them are, like, my childhood, and they just kind of, like, have a special place in my heart, but the third one, I think, as much as, like, it's one of those situations where if somebody tells me, oh, yeah, my favourite's the second and my favourite's the first one, you're not going to, like, say, oh, yeah, that's the wrong option, but for me, like, personally, I think the third one just hits differently, and, like, the ending, it's one of those films where I will always cry. Like, without fail, I will always cry at that film. And it's, like, those toys, you grow up with them. And they just kind of mean a lot, I guess, to me. So, like, seeing that film, I just think, is the best one. And I think it's, at the time, because it was the end, it just kind of made it a lot better. But, yeah, I it, it's, it reminds me of my childhood. So I think that's why, probably, that one's on my list. Amazing, amazing reasoning as well, because that's all, that's all it needs to be. Sometimes it can be as simple as that. I was about to say that was um, incredibly wholesome. Mm. <laughs> that's what this wholesome. episode is. This episode's all wholesome. We're talking about our favourites, man. Oh, it's cringe. Um, the number forty seed. Now. You love cringe. Is, um, it was the the last thing changed on the list before we um, we start recording. It was um, it's Pacific Rim, and that's from Hamish. Yeah. Um... So this came out in 2013, um, and if you go and watch it, and dare I say, if you're going to watch it, watch the HD version, um, because that movie <laughs> is stunning. <laughs> like that 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 movie is what what Joe what? It's not like I thought you were going to say like there's an alternate cut. No, watch no. the HD version. Go watch the HD. 480p. <laughs> Not the potato quality version. Yeah, I was planning on watching it on yeah. my Nokia. Well, no, because, no, no, because, oh, all right, fuck you. <laughs> because the, the, projector. Because there, there's, there's a normal one you can watch, um, and it's not bad by any regard, but like it seriously stands out in quality as well as you've got a really nice TV to watch it on. Um, this movie, in my opinion, is stunning visually marvel eat your heart out like i it puts it to shame um also it's about watching big robots uh, slap the shit out of big monsters like th there's nothing more to it like if you're looking for something in depth plot it's not um it is watching robots slap the shit out of big monsters it's everything i want Today we will cancel the apocalypse. Oh, thank you, Idris Elba. Idris Elba's in it too, and he's awesome. It's a very good film. I only watched it for the first time the other day. It made me so happy that you watched it, and then you were like, "Ooh, ooh." <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Like you can just so easily switch your brain off, and it's got an amazing score. Oh my god, the score, I Joe! You will, it. dude. I can't remember the soundtrack. Have you seen it? I've seen it and I cannot remember it, so maybe I should. Ooh, you need to watch it. I think you would like the it. score is beautiful. Also, Glados from Portal is in it. So. Yeah, the voice actress and uh, Bern Gorman, who's in Torchwood, yeah. and Johnny English. Yeah, Football. and Charlie, Charlie Day. Day. Charlie yeah. Day. And Charlie Day. Sorry. Yeah, yeah very good cast. Mm. What's it called? It's a phenomenal. What's cast. the film called? Pacific, Pacific Rim. Rim. Pacific Rim. 
Don't second we don't watch the second. We don't speak about the second. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Oh, Ramin Djawadi did the music. Oh, that's cool. Um, next one. It's the thirty-nine seed, and it is again on Alex's list. It's Okja. Okja. It's such a sweet, lovely film. It's heartbreaking, and also Paul Dano is in it. <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. He's so baby girl. Um, <laughs> I say wearing my Riddler t-shirt right now. What would happen um, if we got Paul Dano in on the podcast? I'd cry. Don't even joke about that. <laughs> Don't even joke about that. I'm autistic. And it's just going to be me dressed up as Paul Dano, though, isn't it? <laughs> got the poster. And it's Paul Dano! And it's just me. Like, it's like... Paul Dano! <laughs> <laughs> but the film is not just Paul Dano. It's a lovely little story oh. about um, a little girl whose pet hippo pig thing um, is taken for experimentation by Tilda Swinton another one of my favourite actresses oh my god it's not a hippo it's a giant pig same thing no it's um, not it's a giant pig it's a giant pig but it looks like a hippo that's why I said pig hippo a pig, pig. whose favourite film is it shut up <laughs> so it's a very wonderful film it's got. A, it's also got a very amazing cast um, It's the action in it is really really good and it's just so sweet to see this little girl reunite with her pet. Like, at the end of the day, it's just, it's so good. It's another one that was produced by Netflix, I think. Um, so, I, I would recommend people watching it. If you want, like, a really lovely, heartfelt story about a girl being reunited with her best friend. Um, directed by the director of Parasite, as well. Yeah. And um, this was, um, <laughs> this movie was actually recently used in a TV show um, as a plot point in a hilarious way. Um, the, the show? It, it's in Poker Face, you know the Ryan Johnson show. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's an episode where the, she goes to a um, like a barbecue place, and the the main rib master uses like pigs all the time. And then one morning he wake like at the start of the episode he re- he wakes up and he's like I'm I'm going vegan. I'm not doing this anymore. And you realize that later on in the episode that it's because the main character showed him Okja and he walks out of his caravan. He's got Okja in his hand and he just drops it crying. Oh <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm I'm leaving this. I can't do this anymore. I'm going vegan. You know what? If I didn't love burgers so much, me. Unfortunately, <laughs> I love a good burger. So I cannot do that. Um, Bacon I mean, is Paul good Dano for me. me to go vegetarian. <laughs> <Edward. laughs> <No, he's laughs> that stupid kid. <laughs> Bacon is what? good for me. He just walks out the house. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's a really good movie. I have seen Archer, so I'm, I'm excited cried, to talk about it. I cried so many times watching it, bro. I'm excited to rewatch it as well. Um, 38, we have Joe's back again with a vengeance. It is Hot Fuzz. Hello. Um, morning Angle. I keep... Morning Angle. Morning angle. I keep I looking that. at this. I got that joke. Um, and... I'm, I think this and Shaun of the Dead are quite interchangeable, so this is very close. Mm. But I think because of the the huge cast in this one, you've got Timothy Dalton and the rest. There are the robots. <laughs> <laughs> um, that amazing, amazing cast. cast. I know, right? Um, there's, I love the action sequence at the end. I love the music by. Oh, mind you, I'm blank with this film. You David, love it. Oh, he did the music for Sherlock. Oh, this is going to hurt me. Stephen um, Moffat. No, Stephen Moffat did not do the music, you plum. Um, David. 
something. But yeah. I, I love the film. Um, for some reason, it's always on ITV2, particularly at New Year's. That was the last film I watched one year, and it was a good film to end on. Um, reason I added it, it's funny. It's part of the Cornetto trilogy, so it's immediately good. I want to have no slander for the world's end. Um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are just the best duo. Um, and it's... Have I said it's funny? <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. It's for the and greater it's really good. funny. It's for a the, peak and it's for the greater film. good. The and it is so good. quotable. It's so relentlessly Wait, quotable. Wait, have you guys seen the girl on TikTok that knows the entire blinking thing? So she, that's like that's her entire TikTok. She just quotes the film. It's great. Uh, did Siwan just censor herself? Blinking. Blinking. She's she's trying to sound like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, I think it was it was either you, Hamish, or Caitlin. But we were in the kitchen. I think one of you hurt yourself, and I said, "Hello, Nicholas." How's the hand? And I don't think any of you got it. But I was like, so proud of it. Me. I, think it was, I think you, yeah, you, you cut yourself or burnt yourself. Something. He usually burns himself. <laughs> but I said, I said that. I was so proud of it. Still a bit stiff. Got it. Still a bit stiff. Um, Steve Coogan. But um, this is the one film that Reese Shearsmith's not in, though, out of the three, which is a shame. Good. I'm okay. I'm not watching it now. Fuck that. Um, exactly. <laughs> why do we have a weekly thing of mentioning Reese? Because you don't want me to. Yeah, I know, but still, it's like take a shot uh, when they take. I had a dream about it last night. You know. Oh my god! <laughs> right. And, and, so sorry. Um, we're, we're gonna move on. The next one up is the 37 seed, and it is um, it's from my list. It is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And this, Joe, you were talking about the Lego Batman movie early being a celebration of Batman. And this is that celebration for Spider-Man. Except also it's like <laughs> the most intricately well-told story <laughs> you've ever had. I'm so sorry, Xander. <laughs> <laughs> the build-up build on your face, Hamish, was like... Dude, I, I knew super high pollen count over here, and I'd be having sneezing fits. Um, to be Irish. So yeah, yeah, into, into the Spider Verse. I mean, we've talked about it so much on this podcast before. The animation's incredible. The writing is so elite, and it's only getting better on at hindsight with the new movies coming out. We saw Across the Spider Verse, and going back to Into the Spider Verse, it's like a whole new world. Um, don't you dare close your eyes. The voice cast is incredible, and all the minor characters are wonderful as well. This is a movie, if you've never seen anything from Spider-Man before, you will love it as a new fan. And if you are a fan, it's one that is um, it's just a wonderful, like I said, celebration of the character. And um, if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? I'd be very surprised if anyone hasn't watched it at this point. Yeah, it, it's my like only. If they at least enjoy films, they they've definitely seen it. it. It's my only drunk purchase. It was this on Blu-ray. That's a good one. Oh, you crazy little! <laughs> I know. Make sure Joe doesn't get a hold of the vodka again. He might go pre-ordering. <laughs> he might buy more Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should no, drink no, the vodka. Uh, no, no, no. It is <laughs> because Joe the, like, comes down. Of us comes out. He comes downstairs and he's like, "Hamish, I've just bought another Blu-ray." Like, he gets really excited about Can it. Can I just Listen. say, I have never done this. I cannot remember doing this. No, you, you've done it in Peel. Hamish, you have made this up, I think. You did it in Peel. Did I? You came in, yeah. 
<laughs> just bought some more Blu-rays. I think I did. I know, it, it might not have been I bought more Blu-rays, but you got a Blu-ray and you were like, Hamish, I've got another Blu-ray. And I was like, I don't care, Joe. I'm excited Joe, by Blu-rays. They're so cool. I remember first you. meeting Joe and I went into his like room and I, I looked up at his shovel and went, fucking hell, that's a lot of, blu- that's a lot of Blu-rays. And he went, yeah. I was like, that's really cool. <laughs> a really good yeah. answer from me. Yeah. yeah the funny <laughs> thing is, really cool. st- right above those Blu-rays was the row of empty alcohol bottles. Yeah. So they're, they're intertwined now. And wh- Wait, but where was the row of TARDISes? That oh, was that to the was right. To the right. <laughs> that, was least, that was the least important, you know. Yeah. The, I had the Blu-rays and the alcohol. Yeah. Oh, dear me. Um... We'll move on to the next one. It's uh, back to Siwan, and it is whoop, whoop. The Matrix, the 36 <gasps> seed. Fuck yeah. It's great. It's a fucking nuts film. Like, it, it is, though. Like, you can... It's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. It's probably bonkers. It's bloody wild, it is. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. It's The Matrix, so it is. I love it. Like, <laughs> they go. They vote. Are you going to take the blue pill or the red pill? I'm Neo, I am. <laughs> they should do that version of the Matrix. I could never figure out if I wanted to take the blue pill or the red pill. And then they handed me another pill and I said, bloody hell, not another one. <laughs> but now it's, it's got very good action sequences, you got to say. Like, you know, they're flying about and all that. Um, Like, I love, like, Keanu Reeves I love, but like, Carrie, as Trinity, she is my queen. Like, I know I'd never fit into leather clothes, but I kind of want to after watching this film. Um, she makes it look Exactly. Flawless. But, like, yeah, no, it's... It, I remember watching it the first time and just being like, that was great, because it's not, you know, I don't think I've seen a film that's similar to it, or I don't remember. And it's an iconic film, so, yeah. I, I, it's just really cool, I'd say. That's why it's on my list. Yeah, it, it's. I watched this recently for this podcast, um, and it is. It might actually be one of the coolest movies I've ever seen in my life. But have you never watched? Wait, did you never watch it before this? Yeah, I've seen it before. I've oh, seen okay. it before. It's been a long. It's been a long time though. Oh, okay. I don't remember the second one. Um, I think. I think me and my dad are going to go through them all because I haven't <gasps> seen any of the oh, sequels. Oh wait, don't. It's not as good. But <laughs> I'm not. Don't. I'm not giving you hope. Like they're they're alright, but they're not as good. Um, we'll move on to the next one. We are rolling right back to Hamish. It is the number 35 seed. It's Argo. Okay. I have been trying to pester, uh, someone here. A certain someone here. To watch this movie with me. You weren't pointing to anyone, Hamish. (laughs) No, no. I'm just doing this because, uh... Okay. (laughs) Alex, um... Who has promised? There's been nights where Alex has said, "Do you I want never to watch promised Argo? this. Yes, this you did. Yes, you did. I didn't promise. I don't you promise did. anything to you because you, you, you badger me about it. Yeah, and that's why I'm badging you about it right now. Um, do you? Uh, I, I okay. I think Argo is a fantastic movie. In my opinion, it is a masterclass in suspense, especially the last like 15 minutes of that movie. Um, but for those who don't know what it's about. It is about, um, I believe it's the Iranian embassy. Uh, It's the real story of the Iranian embassy attack. Uh, A US embassy was uh, assaulted and overrun. And loads and loads of people were taken hostage in the embassy. Um, 
this the story of I believe the four embassy employees, five maybe I think, that escaped the embassy, and it's them living in a terror state effectively, and it's about the CIA trying to get them out by creating a fake rip-off Star Wars movie called Argo. All of this happened and is an absolute nightmare of a movie. Um, I love it to bits. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to talk more about this movie. Have you seen in, it? In the future as well. I have seen it. Did you enjoy it? I like. I like movie. Moist. Yes, good movie. I still won't watch it out of principle now and spite. No, please, <laughs> please watch it, please. It took you, um, what, a year and a half to make me watch Logan, so no. It took you a year and a half to watch Logan? But... No, after, after meeting Hamish. So even when it came out, I watched the first ten minutes of it, got bored, left. Yeah, I went to bed about half an hour for it, first time I yeah. watched it. Oh my I was God. tired. You guys are doing that. This is when I was a granny. You are a granny now. Right. Um, it actually the next... baffles me that you guys do that. <laughs> yeah. The next movie on the list, it's back to me again. It is the 34 seed, and it is a, a movie called Almost Famous, um, which was um, directed by Cameron Crowe. And it follows this um, this young boy in the this young boy <laughs> in the in the uh, in the seventies or late sixties, and he is really into rock and roll. Um, he's grown up in a very conservative household, so his mum is like, you know, that's hippie music. Um, it's all drug dealer music, whatever. And he manages to blag his way into writing an article about an upcoming band for Rolling Stone, which is like a huge music uh, magazine. And he's only like 14. So he then travels the country with this band um, in the hopes of writing an article for them and get making it big in the industry. Um, and it's a wonderful coming-of-age story. Um, it's got some really great performances. It's got Billy Crudup, who we... Um, I, I can't remember whether I mentioned him earlier when we were talking about Watchmen, but he's in that. Um, and, oh no, I've forgotten her name. This is going to wind me up. That's clearly not your favourite film, though. <laughs> it's Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. How do you I forget? Think th- th- this movie made me fall slightly in love with Kate Hudson. You forgot her name! Fan- She's fantastic in this. She's really great. Um, and there's so many other characters you meet along the way on this tour... And so many just little moments that are great. Um, there's a extended version of this movie that uh, is that adds extra stuff in. That it's just it's excellent. There's a scene with Kyle Gass where they're in a in a radio station. It's really fun. It's just a really fun movie that shows like the dark side of rock and roll in like the seventies and trying to big get yourself out there. But it's also just like super cool and fun. Um, yeah, I think you guys should check it out if you haven't seen it. I guess if you couldn't remember Kate Hudson's name, that means she's almost famous. <laughs> Very good, sir. Very good. Dreadful. Um, Thank you. We'll move on to the next one. It's the 33 seed, and it is back to Hamish again. It's Fury. Oh. Um, so, Fury... Okay. Big fan of World War Two uh, documentaries, uh, the history itself. Just overall, massive fan of it. 
Um, actually, no, not like the whole tragedy thing, you know, before people call me a Nazi. Um, but all things considered, I really enjoy, like, learning about that era. And whilst Fury has been called inaccurate by some people who have really too much time on their hands, um, I think it is an excellent depiction of what happened in World War II. Um, I think the actors as well in it, like the cast, is mind-bogglingly brilliant. And each of them bring so much character to like, because we, we don't meet these characters for very long. But they really stay with you. And that movie does not pull any punches. I mean, Joe Swan, you guys watched it with me. Oh, Why watch it, it with you guys? It was raw. That's another film. Oh, fuck, I don't oh. see it. <laughs> Great movie. I haven't seen it. it it's a movie. <laughs> I'm prepared. You're prepared. Um... Yeah, no. Uh, good, some good points there, Hamish. Have you seen it, Xander? I have. <laughs> so that <laughs> tells me everything I need to know. Um, it, it was it was a movie. Damn. That I that I watched. Ooh. Okay. I guess we'll. I guess. I, I guess we'll be getting into this when the tournament properly starts in a few weeks' time. Okay. I do slightly agree on what Xander will say in the future. <laughs> um, we'll move on then. The 32 seed, it is um, back to Alex, and we are at Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Such a good film. I really wish that more people went and saw it when it first came out in cinema, um, but oh my god, what an incredible film. And I think another, like, well, nerd, who's way too much into D&D, Hamish would also agree, of what a good film and representation was of the game that it was. Mm -hmm. You know, I could rewatch that film so many times, and then every single time I'd rewatch it, I'd go, oh, oh, that's a reference to D&D. To that's a reference to that one tiny mechanic that nobody else will get, but they put it in there for me. Um, as well, the, the cast of it was incredible. You know, um, the cast, like Hugh Grant playing a rogue, can we just talk about how, like, Hugh Grant's roles as of recent are becoming more whimsical and fun? Incredible. You know, he's, he's, a he's an Oompa Loompa. Jinx. He used to be, like, the peak of, like, British male romance, you know? And don't get me wrong, I still love those films that he's in as that. But now he's he's reaching that part in his career where he's like, fuck it. I'm gonna do funny little funny little roles and funny little He's so much things. better now. I, I think it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um... And, I mean, the CG for the film is actually really good as well. Um, I thought it was... It's a lot more impressive than I thought it was going to be when I was thinking about it at first. But um, the story is really heartfelt. It, it's it's a really... It's basically a DT campaign in a film. Like It's it's just a perfect film. I, I don't, There's not much that I can say that's wrong about it. And, and it's one of those rare films that I would happily rewatch over and over and over again. It's one of those rare team films as well, where you feel that every member of the team is utilised. Oh yes, because oh, yes. that I that happens so I couldn't so tell often. you a single like favourite character. I just love all of them, even the paladin who was there for like a few minutes and is so sexy. I just I remembered him. when he walks away. When he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. In a straight line. It's incredible. 
wonderful. It's such a funny little film. Um, and I, I didn't really it. like him. I just love it. I just, that's it. I just wrong, liked Joe. when he walked away. He just kept walking. <laughs> the best bit was when he left, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why? Joe's I didn't like him. But Why we'll... didn't you like him? I don't know, I found him annoying. It was sort of that thing of, <laughs> oh, this guy's really cool and we're going to tell you he's really cool. He's a goody two-shoes paladin. That's what he's meant to be. He's meant to be this, like, heroic and, like, everybody loves him and adores him and then the party looks Not at him me. and is like, dude, this guy's a dick. Yeah, I'm this with the party on this dick. one. Yeah, that's what he's meant to be. So we yeah. can just like the character. Oh, they did it well. I, maybe I watched it wrong. That's what he, he's meant to be like this pompous heroic prick that, like, could do no wrong and everybody looks up and adores so this sounds like me what a pompous prick yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um we'll move on swiftly um we are at the number 31 seed, and that is back to me again it is evil dead 2 from 1987 now this to me is it brings a lot of nostalgia because this was um one of the first specific moments i remember watching a horror film and it was um, it was partially recorded on um, on our uh, Virgin Media box when I was a kid, and me and my dad put it on, and it's the scene when if for people who've seen it, it's when the um, the big deadite is trying to get out of the basement door, and they jump on the roof and on the door, and its eye pops out and flies through the air oh. into someone's mouth. Oh uh, yeah, no, and I know it. Me and my dad were cackling. I was like maybe 11 years old watching that. And I was like, this is maybe the funniest thing I've seen in my life. Um, and it really spawned a love of horror that's developed over the years. Um, and I'm really grateful for it. I, I think it would do it a disservice to not have it on my list and say it's, it's absolutely one of my favorite horror films. And for that reason, for giving me this love of horror... Um, it's also got to be one of my favourite films as well. The, it's actually the only horror film on my list, and that's just because I I wanted to mix up the genres, you know, because otherwise I could have put 10 horror films on here or 10 action films, but I wanted to kind of give you guys a bit of a a mix-up on genres and stuff like that, just a, a snapshot of all, a lot of my different favourites. So that's why Evil Dead 2 is here over some other horrors. We'll move on. I guess no one else has anything to say. I uh, we'll move on. It, so. <laughs> you will. I'm petrified um, of seeing it. The next movie, it's um, speaking of horror films, it is the 30 seed. It is Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Bear <laughs> Rabbit. And that's on Joe's list. What a horror. Um, <laughs> I love this film. One of my. Uh, hello. One of my earliest memories is. Um, I don't know. If, I think I saw it in the cinema, but what I properly remember is uh, I got a DVD of it. It was like in a yellow case, and I think it was for my birthday. And I remember watching it on loop over and over and over again, um, and just loving every bit of it. I mean, it, it helps that I love Wallace and Gromit as it is, but yeah, I remember watching the DVD over and over and over again. And there was a really weird short film on there. Um, it was like set in a a theater. And there was a bit at the end where they were like, going down. And it was like a horror. It was really creepy. Um, but no, I love the film. Um, it's a great homage to gothic horror and the, the the tale of werewolves and stuff, but with a rabbit. Great cast. You've got 
Let's see if I can remember the cast of this one. Um, you've got Wallace. Ra- Ra- <laughs> Wallace is played by Wallace. No, um, Helena Bonacarta Ra- plays Ralph, Ralph Fiennes. Oh. Ralph Fiennes. Wait, she doesn't play Ray Fiennes. Sorry. Uh, Peter K. Um, Totty. Lady Totty. Really? Yeah. Mark Gatiss plays this background woman, which is weird. Um. That's all the cast I can remember, but there's it's a big cast wow. and it's very cool. Shut up, they like you. Um, but I love this film and yeah, big up stop motion animation. Amazing, I and I really vibe with Hutch. <laughs> love a bit of Gorgonzola. Good night, Gromit. <laughs> Me going up at 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, see what. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one, Joe, we're sticking with you. It's the 29 seed, and it is Attack the Block. So I was really worrying about this because Alex, you were talking about how you picked films that one of your favorite actors is in, and I was like, I haven't got a film that Jodie's in, and I just realised, hang on, she's in Attack the Block. You so love, once again, you love that film anyway. I love the film. So but I love Jodie. Um, so once again, great cast. You've got Jodie Whittaker, John Boyega, Nick Frost, the, <laughs> the guy from a street cat named Bob. I think that's the same guy. Um, street, yeah, that's alright. So the premise of the film is that John Boyega and his um, group of friends mug Jodie Whittaker's character, um, and by chance they both live at the same tower block and. Due to some shenanigans that happened earlier on in the film, uh, these aliens come to Earth, which all they have is this... Uh, it's just like a black mass, uh, but all that all you can see is this like glowing, bright, uh, luminescent mouth. And it just starts attacking the block and going for John Boyega and his friends and Jody. And it's a really good sort of base under siege film. It's only like an hour and 25 minutes, which is also a perfect length for a film. Um, it's a great sci-fi, uh, a nice... Um, small scale film um, and yeah you should watch it with really great creature designs as well really great creature designs um, which are based on uh, which are based on monkeys and the way that Um, they move and the way that they move in that and that's included in the choreography so it's that's quite cool but yeah that's why I I really like that film I think uh, (laughs) if you haven't watched it you should go check it out the next movie, it's um we're, we're heading over back to Alex's list, and it's the number twenty eight seed. It is the um, emphasis on the the, the. Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, not the fucking first one. Uh, no, the the Suicide Squad was, is a really really good film, and not only do I enjoy the film for itself, I enjoy the spin off series Peacemaker that came after it, mm. um, which is also amazing. I first watched it, and I didn't actually enjoy the film the first time I watched it. I came out of it, and I was like, eh. It's eh, it's fine. I don't care for it really. But then I, I've been rewatching it recently, and um, you know the Peacemaker series as well definitely made me fall in love with the film all over again. You know that compared to the first one is like night and day. Um, and also I can thank it for my most um, my favorite interpretation of Vigilante in the Peacemaker series, who's uh, Freddie Stromer plays. Mm, yummy, something about. Mm, brown-haired men with uh, glasses which is just mm, it's crisp you know Xander had um, brown hair once Xander had hair once 
<laughs> there was no need to include me in that, was there? There was Joe. Why have you done that? Why have you done Wait, that, Joe? I got glasses. There was no need for that. Thank no God. need for that at all, Joe. I can be. I'm not. I'm not even. Why I'm. Joe Do you remember the Wes Anderson episode, Xander? You weren't thinking of me. You weren't thinking of me. Joe brought me up. Zander and that gave that he he pitched you and you knocked it out of the park. Um, I'm a brown-haired man with glasses. What do you want me to fancy you? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Look, where's all <laughs> Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Anyway. So Sorry. Another reason why I really enjoy this film is it because it introduced a lot of like unknown DC characters to me. You know, you got Polka Dot Man, Ratcatcher, um, Peacemaker himself. I didn't even know was a character. Um, I obviously only knew Harley Quinn, and I think a lot of people only really knew Harley Quinn. Bloodsport was incredible. Idris Elba is amazing. And I love how James Gunn is like bringing these like not really talked about comic book characters. He did it with the Guardians. And he brought them out in such a, a, like an explosive and fantastic way so that they're now household names, basically. Um, and as we'll see later on with another one of his films, which is, I think, number two on the list or three. Um, no, it's number one, isn't it? Sorry. He has a, he's done a very, 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 very good job of making us adore these like previously unknown characters. So. Peter Capaldi. He does a really good job of making Peter people Capaldi's like misfits. It, yeah. Misfits, yeah. Um, also, the fact that the villain is Starro, which is a Justice League villain, like Justice League level villain, and the fact that it's an Avengers level threat. Oh, I hate you. The f and it's and it's here in this film, and Starro just looks so wonky and beautifully grotesque. I love it. We got a freaking kaiju up in this. A freaking kaiju! I'm so glad they kept all of that cast on for Peacemaker as well because they are perfect. I love I love all of uh, Waller's team. I, I think they're all ace as well. Um, the next movie. We're getting there, guys. Um, it's the 27 seed. And it is back to me again. Uh, Siwan will talk again in a, in a little bit, I promise. Um, the, um, yeah, it, Siwan, it, you it's... don't get to speak yet. It's not your turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just someone hasn't said anything for a while. Um, it's um, it's the Princess Bride from 1987. <gasps> Has anyone seen this? Yes, multiple times. I watched it because you told me to. Films. Wait, Joe, jo, you said you've seen it. I watched it because you told me to, but I thought you were on about the Anne Hathaway movie. But that's the, the Princess, Princess Diaries. Diaries. Yeah, Jeez. that is also the a good film. Diaries. What did you think of the Princess Diaries? I've not seen it. Ah, <laughs> oh, you should watch them. Um, They're great. The Princess Bride is one of those rare films that you can show to literally anyone in the world, and they will find something to connect to. Mm. It it has everything you could possibly imagine in a movie. It's got action. It's got romance. It's got scares. It's got dastardly villains. It's got great heroes. It's got great side characters. It's got witty dialogue. It's got memorable it's got moments. It's got great quotes. It's got a handsome man. It's got many handsome, handsome men. It's got many handsome men. Um, and it's it's just wonderfully whimsical. And it's it's a film that the closest I've seen to that that level of movie is in recent times is Dungeons and Dragons. That I remember coming out of that and thinking that's like the closest we're going to get to the Princess Bride. That's really um, true, actually. I never thought about the comparison between those two. 
Yeah, it's it's a wonderful fantasy movie, and whether you're forty eight years old or four to eight years old, you will you will find something in this to like and love. Um, because I I saw this for the first time when I was eighteen, nineteen, and Christ, it hit me. It was so it's so tightly written as well. Um, and the, there's a sword fight towards the start of the movie that is etched into my brain as perhaps one of the greatest sword fights I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it's a really immense movie. And uh, I'm, I hope that you guys like it as well. I did. Okay. Um, the next one. Siwan, are you ready? This is your big moment. Hi. You it finally get to number... speak, Siwan. We were. It's... It's the number 26 seed. It is 12 Angry Men. Ooh. Okay, so i only seen that recently after Joe suggested it for quite a while. Um, like, it, its premise is 12 Angry Men in a room. They're, like, doing jury duty and they have to decide on... I know, shocking. They have to decide on, you know, how to um, judge this... the case. Um, so it's... God, how long is it again? It's an hour About and a half. An hour and a half, yeah. Yeah. So it's just an hour and a half of men discussing what to do with the case in a room. But it's so... I don't know. It's from the 50s. But you're just sat there. Well, I was anyway. And just enticed for the entire time listening to these people argue. Um, And, like, there's some characters where you just straight away do not like because they are racist fucks. Um, And then there's others which, you know, they're not... They maybe. They don't talk to the beginning, but they come back up in the end, and you know you just see. It's a basically a character study of twelve angry men, and I don't know. It was just I enjoyed it a whole lot more than I thought I would. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think I'll do it justice by rambling on. But yeah, I think it's a very good film. No, I think you summed it up. Yeah, it, it's one of the, it's. I mean, it's it's one of those movies that stood the test of time. This is. By far the oldest movie on the list. It was uh, released back in 1957. And that is... Longest Long time ago. Time ago. Long. It's like 76 years ago. Quit maths. Oh, I thought I it was still, 50. I still, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I still register that as being 50 years 50. ago. Yeah, no. Long Ew. time ago. And it's and it's still as impactful now. And still as gripping. Um, so it's, it's really great to see a, a true... Like, what everyone would regard as a classic... Um, on here, so uh, yeah, good stuff, good pick. Moving on, we have the number 25 seed, and it is a movie that none of us have ever heard of. Um, It is Barbie Mariposa. I refuse, I refuse to believe that none of you have ever heard of this. We watched the first 10 minutes. No, Uh, it's such a peak film. I was a Bratz kid. Oh, I was also a Bratz kid, but I, I watched the Barbie films. I was a Lego man. So, ju- just for a bit of I context before you... <laughs> I was the bully. <laughs> yeah. Be- before you start talking about it, uh, just for a bit of context. Um, so, I said, you know, each of the movies is right, uh, ranked uh, based on the six different variations, which is Rotten Tomatoes, Critic Score, Audience Score, Average Rating, IMDb, Metacritic, and Letterboxd. Um, Barbie Mariposa only has scores on three of those things <laughs> because it does not exist on Rotten Tomatoes. That no no so critic wrong, has ever rated it. 
Yes. And it is not on Metacritic anyway. They were scared. They were scared of the backlash of them saying it was bad. So that <laughs> so so this is just rated out of three, and it is still. Um, I'll be honest with you. I think it is the lowest rated. Oh no, second lowest. It's the second lowest rated movie out of all of them. What's the lowest? Um, it's it's another one on Alex's list. Ooh. We'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. What do you mean we'll get to it? What do you mean we'll get to it later? What? We'll get to it later. There's no way. We'll get to it later. How is one of them? We'll get to it later. Lower than Barbie Mariposa. We'll get to it later. It's going to be Transformers. It's going to be the Transformers. Oh, film. I forgot about it's that. It's the Transformers film. <laughs> you know anyway. what? It's okay. I don't care. People can hate. They just yeah, don't no, understand. Yeah, no. I'm just going to hate. I'm just pointing out. I'm just pointing out stats here, guys. Um, yeah, t- t- tell us why you love this. Come on. So the obviously all the Barbie films are like. Y- y- <sighs> Sorry. Joe will like this because this film was an hour and fifteen, and apparently that's the perfect length for a film. So Joe's already on board. And you're in it, yeah. You're, bibble. Yeah, you're Bibble, yeah. He only has a little cameo at the start. Anyway, oh. so the film is it's beautiful animation for its time. It was 2008. I think that look, watching it now, it still holds up for like good animation, I think, for 2008. For children's films. For like children's film standards. I think it still does hold up in good animation. Um, and it's about a, a butterfly fairy called Mariposa who has to venture out away from her home in order to find the antidote to her queen for her queen who's been poisoned and is going to die and if the queen dies their home will lose its lights and therefore uh these ugly little creatures i forget what they're called they're called like skeezites that's it little skeezites will come in and eat all the butterfly fairies so it's like a pretty high stakes film you know i think i put it on like the same (laughs) wave as like mission impossible it's high stakes you know world ending stuff this is an Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the reason I also really like this film is because it has one of my favorite voice actresses for Barbie, uh, Kiera Zani. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right. She is my favorite voice actress for Barbie. She is. Uh, I think her voice is like really beautiful. She does a really good job of portraying emotion. I, I just. I. I don't know. I, there's something really. It, it, it itches my autistic brain whenever she speaks. So I'll, I'll take it. Um, it's also it's a really good film about learning to love yourself, learning to, you know, not care what other people say as long as you're happy, and just. And that's why you're yourself. all wrong about my movie choices. I never criticize your movie choices. No, I'm just saying that as in general. Right. Well, you haven't watched Barbie Mariposa yet, so you haven't learned that lesson. I have. <laughs> you haven't. You oh, watched, was... I made you watch. We watched Barbie Fairytopia. The first. Sorry, one. my bad. They're so different. Well, actually, we we need to watch the first three Barbie Fairytopia films before we watch Barbie Mariposa, because otherwise the cinematic universe will fall apart and you just won't get the references. I'm sure um, I won't. I'll be. I'll be honest. I'm just going to watch the one. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch them all. Okay. You can explain the references for us. No, we'll explain them no don't. Say, no, I'd don't. Because they'll it'll it'll send them down a rabbit hole. It's like That's me talking fine. about Dark Souls lore, but Barbie lore. Why did that hair not go up? But it is a really, it's a really beautiful film. It's, it's yeah, it's a kids' <laughs> film. It is whatever, but it, it's fun. It's beautiful. It's got a lovely message, and it's, it's just, it's a comfort film for me at least. You know, I watched it on VHS when I was a kid, so. I mean, I, that I that's, I think, I think comfort is a big thing when you're choosing your favorite movies. That's, for me, that is what, um, what would I say? Probably Princess Bride is that for me. It's. 
it's so known and i'm just like this is this is like a warm hug i like this yeah it's Um, one of those films where i couldn't go around recommending it to people because they probably look at me and they're like why aren't you in a psych ward but (laughs) i still will watch it and I still watch it to this day. I still watch a load of the Barbie films whenever I'm feeling sad and I just want to feel safe and I just want to feel good and I will just happily sit and watch them because, you know, there's something so charming about them. But, yeah. Fantastic. Um, the next one, it's back to Siwan again. Um, it is the 24 seed. It's Prisoners from 2013. Oh, yes. Now, I only watched this. Yes, it's got Paul Dana. So Alex is happy. <laughs> um, I only watched it about like two months ago but I wanted to watch it for a while but I finally got down to watching it and I will honestly say it was the first film in a while where I did not pick up my phone for the entire time I was on the edge of my seat the entire time it's a two hour and a half film but it does not feel like that at all and it is just tense it is genuinely like all the actors like Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal Paul Dano all are great in it I just cannot stress enough. Like, I instantly fell in love with this thing, even though it is two hours of stress. But it is such a good film. So, yes, that I had to put it on the list. I will say, I think you went on your phone once, but it was only because I messaged you about the music. You bastard. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it, it's surprisingly the only Denis Villeneuve movie on this list. That's how you say what? his name. Ah. I thought it was Denis Villeneuve. Oh, Villeneuve. Um, Yeah, this is... I remember seeing this for the first time. Excellent movie. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if this was one of the um, inspirations for another movie that we're going to be talking about um, a little bit later. Also, Paul Dano gets beaten up and it's... It's not very nice how he gets beat up, though. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's messed up. Stop. Oh wait, no, but there was a bit in the film where, I won't spoil it, but like somebody, um, like, gets into someone's house, they, um... Break in? That one. They break into someone's house, and the thing is, because I was like, my brother came home at the exact same time, but he went straight upstairs, and I didn't see, so I knew it might have been him, but at the back of my head, I was there like, maybe it wasn't? So like, the entire time, I was even more stressed thinking there might be someone upstairs. But it was my brother, so it was fine. Jesus that's Christ. Good. <laughs> it's the realism. That's the 4D it didn't experience. Help. <laughs> they get someone to break into your house while watching <laughs> the next movie, it's um, we're back to Hamish. And it is a film that I watched recently, and we probably... I mean, we did discuss it recently on the podcast. I didn't. Um, it's Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The best one. Yeah. Okay, so... I... I'm a I'm a bigger fan, I believe, of Temple of Doom. However, I when I look at the Indiana Jones movies in retrospect, and I try and pick one that I think is the best, I have to kind of set that personal bias aside, and I think, yeah, there's not much you can complain about with Last Crusade, in my opinion. Like all the characters are solid. Like, it's got a solid plot. In my opinion, it doesn't overrun. There, There's no scene, in my opinion, that you're kind of sat there like, hmm, ha, I think this could be, like, shorter. I really like that movie. It's got Sean Connery in it. M- may he rest in peace. 
But, like, he does fantastically. Is Sean Connery dead? Yeah. Yeah. When did he die? And there's the title of the episode. Uh, Connery died and Joe didn't know. Three years ago, Joe. Because I was wondering, I was wondering why he wasn't like referenced or anything in, or like in the latest Indiana Jones film. Yeah, they had that. They had that lovely picture of him, didn't they? They had him. No, they had the picture on the the desk. Yeah, in uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, I think this movie is like perfect, in my opinion. I think it's fucking phenomenal. Um, it's Indies punching Nazis. It's got an awesome like artifact in it that everyone knows about. It's not like the Crystal Skulls when only Dan Aykroyd knows about them. Like, it's... Hey, we, we, watched that, we, we watched that the other day we and did. you admitted it's actually a really, really good film. It is a really good film. But, um, yeah. Did you know, sorry, just quickly, do you know what the original title for that film was? King, King of the Crystal Skull? Yeah. What? Indiana Jones and the Sorcermen. That was what George Lucas wanted. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Hamish was telling me about how like George Lucas was like, or, or George Lucas was like, oh, I want to do Aliens or something like that. Oh, and yeah. Spielberg yeah. was like, no. Yeah. And then just as he got everything greenlit for like interdimensional like tra- uh, travelers and all this kind of stuff, George, um, Spielberg was like, okay, well, what do you want them to look like? And Lucas was like, aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, yeah. good on it. So like, good. Spielberg said he, he wouldn't do it if it was aliens. And George was like, no, no, they're interdimensional beings. So then, is the key. Like that's, that's a why, really great George Lucas impression, yeah. by the way. Uh, th- that's why in like all of the, like it's mentioned weirdly like twice, like it's a portal to a different dimension or interdimensional being, interdimensional beings. In fact, like it's weirdly like shoehorned in because they. Lucas was like, yeah, don't worry, Spielberg. I'll give you your interdimensional beings. No aliens. No, no aliens. No. So was... what do you want them to look like? Thin, tall, grey. Like... Have you ever seen Space Raiders? No, I want them to look like that. Sander, I know you want to move on, but just quickly, there was a, in, the, in one of the original drafts of the script, Sean Connery would reappear at the wedding at the end and sing Fly Me to the Moon. At the wedding. Aww. Oh, bless He's dead now. Um, Christ. The next one, it's um, <laughs> um, it's the number twenty-two seed, and we're back to Joe's list. It is Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. We're back to the childish Such a good list. Film. Um, childish. I've got a lot of animations. I think it compared I'm to other people's. My, I know, you? but compared to the other, no, no, I'm not saying that as a bad thing to the films. I'm just saying, like compared to others, mine just seem a little, a little less. You appreciate good cinema. I, I do like yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think much to it when like the trailer came out. I thought, oh, they're doing another Puss in Boots film, and then I sat down and watched it, and it was literally one of the best things I've ever seen. The animation is superb. Uh, there's some nice cheeky little cameos in there, um, which I very enjoyed. Um, the villain of li- literally death is great. Um, I think the the idea of having like Puss in Boots on his last life is such a great uh, story device, and it, it makes for a darker does story. Like dead cats. Oh no! It makes for a darker story. Like you, this is my. For like a film in the Shrek universe, this is such a serious story. You've got Puss in Boots having a panic attack and that being 
represented accurately and not like the Velma show where they it's did portray as a joke of a, a panic attack really well. Yeah, um, it's just such a beautiful film. Antonio Banderas is a king, and he he, he seems like he's having a, 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 a cut that bit. He seems like he's having a much more fun time in this because his vocals are much more ranged. He's like boots in boots compared to the original. It's like boots in boots. You know, I he's having a blast, and so did I, which is why it's on this list. Yeah, no, um, Antonio Banderas is having so much fun in those movies, and I really appreciate it. Yeah. The next Big one, is the, it's the 21 seed, and it is, it's mine! How fun! It is 2016's La La Land. Oh, oh, oh it was no. you that put that on this list. I was, was going me. to. Oh, fucking hell. What? It's a good film. It's we'll get to good. it, I guess. I it guess we'll get to cinema. it in a few weeks. It is cinema. Um, yeah, wonderful movie. Uh, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone at the height of their powers. Although um, he doesn't give off as much energy in this uh, than he does uh, in modern day. Um, the songs are great. The direction is impeccable from Damien Chazelle. And he's just... Honestly, he is... I mean, I didn't love Babylon. But the fact that Babylon exists is such a, a feat of cinema anyway. Um, Damien Chazelle's career is so crazy if you look at it. I, it's not the only film of his on my list um, because I I couldn't not have the other one. Um, this is a weird one. When I first when I first went to see it, um, I had my expectations lowered. Uh, they were sky high. Then all my friends went to see it without me and they were like, yeah, it's okay. And then I saw it and I was like, what do you mean it's okay? It's wonderful. The ending is delightful and it's very sad but true to the story at hand um and the music is just incredible i'm not just talking about the songs but like the score as well is so good that final epilogue song that's like nine minutes long is incredible absolutely amazing so um yeah i just add it deserved the award it nearly got <laughs> you pro- probably did. Unfortunately. I mean, I love Moonlight, but La La just—it's—it's to the test of time. It, it hits different, man. I'm a child of divorce. <laughs> Not really. Just the ending. The ending. For of anyone it. that oh, hasn't okay. seen those, you've just randomly proclaimed that your parents are divorced. <laughs> Me, I, I was they're very not. confused. They're not. They're, they're, they're not. It's the film. Um, the next this, movie. This could age list. quite badly. <laughs> don't I'm kidding <laughs> see why I'm so not. stressed um, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry we're back onto Alex's list it is um, Prey oh, from last year Prey last year oh my god was it last year that seems so much longer was it? oh Jesus yeah, 2022 um, yeah I can thank Hamish for introducing me to the Predator series um, something which I never thought I'd ever like but I think we binged both Predator and Prey in the same day and then came back to do Predator 2 and Alien vs. Predator. All amazing films. Oh my god. Um, just, I think the, mo- the thing that like, encaptured, like, like captures my interest about these films is the culture surrounding the Predators. You know, their kind of um, militaristic hunting culture where they won't attack people who are unarmed, they won't kill women who are pregnant, they won't, you know... 
it, it's it's kind of honourable. You know, it's it's so interesting to me. Um, so Predator was great. Predator, the first one, was incredible. Predator 2 was so much fun. I don't care what anybody says about that film. It was fun. It was a whole barrel of, of funny little funny little laughs okay and i thought it was hilarious and it's such a funny film but prey takes it to the next level where instead of seeing modern day police military men go up against these predators we see native americans and i think that that concept of taking these predators back in time throughout our history and seeing them go up against people who don't have the technology that the modern day does i think that was so so interesting it was interesting to watch the protagonist go against the predator here and learn its ways, learn ways to go against it, learn, like, you know, she's learning that if I'm unarmed it won't attack me, if, you know, it won't go after animals, all this kind of stuff, and I don't know. The the, the film is... I, I was... <laughs> I'm rambling here. But it's just a good... It's tense, I feel like you, when you watch it, you're sat there for the entire thing. I mean, like Suan said before, I didn't touch my phone throughout watching the entire film. Yeah. Um, I watched it with Hamish. He can vouch. You are a big me. sinner for pulling your phone out in a movie. Not in I the cinema. To. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not I'm not that kind of person. But I, I have a short attention span. Um, call it my autism or just call it me. But I, I have a very tiny attention span. So for me to not pull out my phone when watching this was like a huge thing. As as well as that, that movie has done like massive things for Native American representation in cinema and like positive and accurate representation for Native Americans in cinema. Like the amount yeah. of detail that went down into the language and the sign the sign language they use. Like it's all researched. It's all like down to the letter. And it's not like we've got, like, oh, what was it, the Hawkeye show? That, like, for instance, for sign language, they just started making hand signals. They didn't actually learn anything. Oh, did they not for that show? It, it was accurate. No, it, it, was, it was one show that did that. I don't think it was Hawkeye. It, 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 yeah, it, it, they did a bit of ALS for Hawkeye, but it was around the time Hawkeye came out. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. I can't remember yeah. what the film was, but I, I think I remember. Yeah, there was a movie, and they just, like, random bullshit hand signals. Like, <laughs> it, it was really out of line. I mean, with, with dialogue for this film, I love how little dialogue there is. There is, yeah. Th this movie is an excellent, like, masterpiece at showing, not telling. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, there's so little dialogue in it, which I think is perfect. Directed by the great um, Dan Trachtenberg, mm. who um, who also directed Playtest, that episode of uh, Black Mirror with um, oh I didn't like that little little Kurt Rus Kurt Russell's son yeah I didn't like that um, he directed the first episode of The Boys oh and um, and then Prey he's got a really interesting career uh, and he's apparently going to be directing some episodes of Stranger Things as well. I, I, I'm just really happy that we went from like the last Predator film, which was absolute dog shit, where autism is the next step in evolution. I mean, I look at myself in the mirror sometimes, and I know I'm really good, but I don't think the rest of the human race should act like me. Jesus Christ. I am the next um, step in human evolution. We are the next step in human evolution, apparently. Look, the Predator said it. Terrible. It means it that must be true. 
that film was terrible and I'm so glad that it's done like a complete 180 and we've got this perfect Predator film and hopefully it'll lead on to you know it's a shame that more things with, in that movie. with more practical suits more practical effects practical sets it's just mm. it's from that golden age of cinema of practical same with the thing and, and all this kind of stuff it's from that golden age and I'm so happy that it's you know it's got a good legacy so far at least absolutely We'll move on then. We're into the top 20 now. So on 19, we have Siwan's pick of Jurassic Park. Need I say more than fucking dinosaurs? You're autistic. It's dinosaurs. And like, not just that. It's an iconic film, I will say. Like, I remember watching it as a kid and just falling in love with it. Um, Every one of them, like, Jeff Goldblum's great. Uh, Laura Dern's great. I love Sam Neill as Alan Grant. Um, they're like the what in Dominion when they finally got to kiss. I felt like my childhood got complete because I was convinced for my childhood that they were together until the third one kind of ruined it. Glad someone but... got something out of Dominion. <laughs> 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 but like Jurassic Park just stands the test of time in my opinion. Like all of it. it I can just sit there for two hours and just be transfixed with everything about it. I just think it's great. So, yeah. Makes for a good drinking game as well. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dinosaurs. completely off topic. You can cut this. What, how big is that fly in your room, Alex? It keeps flying near my monitor. There's, there's three in my room right now. There's three in my room right massive. now. It's pissing me off. It's really <laughs> pissing me off. They keep flying near my camera, so... Oh. I don't it's understand like what perspective big, is. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> I'm like, <laughs> hey, get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, we'll, we'll move up to number 18, and that is back to Joe's list. It's How to Train Your Dragon from 2010. Yay. Um, this is sort of the equivalent of a nice hug, this film. As with a lot of the films on these lists, on, on this list, sorry. Yeah, I, I love these films. It's sort of the equivalent of a hug. Um, I remember watching them when I was young on like BBC Three. They'd show them, well, they'd show the first one a lot, and it's just such a sweet film. I love the score by John Powell. It's such an iconic um, theme. I, I I really want to go see it live. Like you get the the live showings of the film with a live orchestra. That would be uh, that would be the dream. Like if someone took me to that, you have my allegiance. Like. It's just such a... I don't know how to describe it with, like, with words. But it's a beautiful film. And, like, it's not just the first one. The whole trilogy is amazing. And it's like with a later film in the list that if I'm really sad or anything, I'll put it on and it'll make me feel better. Um, and, it again, like with um, Jurassic Park has got dinosaurs, this one's got dragons. And stoic! How can you say no to that? He's not so, wrong. Yeah. So yeah, I love, movie. I love these films. And America Ferreira, I love her. She voices um. Someone help me out. Um, Astrid. She's in Barbie. Astrid. She voices Astrid, and she's in Barbie. But yeah, I love these. I love How to Train Your Dragon. It's one of good the best movie. animations ever. It is a franchise that is unfortunately being run into the ground by Netflix right now. And annoyingly, it's going to get a live-action remake. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on to the next movie. Um, it's the 17 seed, and it is The Social Network, and that is on my list. Um, still, 
Facebook, still eerily relevant to this day. Um, David Fincher's classic, incredible movie. And it's um, impeccably written by Aaron Sorkin, whose brand of dialogue is this acid tongue liquid dialogue that is so snappy and back and forth between everyone once you if you w- sit down and watch an aaron sorkin movie you will realize that everyone talks like aaron sorkin writes like everyone sounds the exact same and it's it's really refreshing to have just like expertly written scenes and then when you've got such a competent filmmaker in david fincher um those two just marry so well together like there's there's a scene that is flipping back and forth between a flashback and two different courtroom cases and it's like the the dialogue just flows perfectly between the three and you are not confused for a single moment what's going on um excellently edited excellently written and expertly directed movie then you've got the performances jesse eisenberg i know he's just at this point playing jesse eisenberg but we didn't know that at this point um, he's I do wonderful. genuinely get Mark Zuckerberg and Jesse Eisenberg confused sometimes. <laughs> um, Andrew Garfield, incredible, and that one moment from the movie, honestly, is <laughs> is worthy of its own like um, place on the list. Um, Fuck you, flip flops. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> you pretentious douchebag. Um, Justin Timberlake. What a revelation he was! He's so good in this, um, and the music as well is um, is really great as well. I don't remember so, the music. It's quite synthy. Um, so yeah, ch- check out the social network if you haven't. Dope movie, and it, it it's a modern classic for sure. Um, the next movie, we've got the sixteen scene. Sixteen. Um, it's Kill Bill Volume Uno. Very good, good film. film. Don't so very, good. very good film. If you want to sit back and watch uh, really aesthetic, mindless violence, <laughs> it's a very good film for that. Um, for ages, I'd only watched the first part, and then I'd watch the second part uh, in my A-level fashion class, because I, I just watch films and I didn't get told off. But um, obviously, it's a Quentin Tarantino film. A lot of his films are really good. Um, it's shot in the style of him, really. You know, you'd watch it, and even if you didn't know, you could clock onto it. It's like Wes Anderson, like we spoke about last week. If you watch any film that... Uh, I'm not with it. I just forgot where I was going. What? What? Right. The style. It's all good. Style. It's all good. Jesus wept. You're right. D- you're, doing, you're doing good. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you want to watch a film of mindless violence, it's very good. It's it's about obviously a pregnant assassin, the bride, who goes to kill all the people that were in on trying to kill her on her wedding day. It it's it's brutal. It's sad. There's a lot of hard moments in the film to watch. Don't get me wrong, but especially the fight. I think the two best parts of that film would be the first fight in the beginning in the house, which. You know, there's a gun in the cereal box, which mm, chef kiss. It's 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 a fight that uses its environment very well and very cleverly. Um, and then obviously the final fight in Japan, which again is so aesthetic. 
the way that they used the 2D animation as well to describe, um, I forget her name, Eren Ishii, Eren Ishii's uh, past, the animation in that bit is beautifully done. I think it's it really describes her and her pain well. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just such a classic. It's a really well choreographed film. I, I didn't even get the story well. of it until I watched the second one. And then I clocked onto the story and I was like, oh shit, there's actually a story here. It's not just like fun fighting <laughs> for the whole family. You know, I'm kidding. Don't let your kids watch it. <laughs> um, Even yeah. if it was just that though, like just fighting, it's done well. It's still good. Yeah. Mm. I, I happily watched it without even understanding the story. But I think that's because I'm not here most of the time in my brain. So. Um, it is actually also the only Tarantino movie on this list. Yeah. God. Oh, well, you were gonna give some trivia involving feet for a second. I was like, no. Um, Not I again. know the exact time that feet come into that movie because that's what my letterbox fuck? review. Okay, I think you have a foot fetish now. No, because I was like, okay, this is weird. It's taken. It's taken too long for feet. Half an hour-ish. I think okay, it's like. To... I think it's like twenty-seven minutes. Or something. That's why it's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> it takes so long to get to the foot shot. Um. <laughs> Speak. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a classic a, Tarantino film. It really is, and it's it's one of those Tarantino's one of those filmmakers where it's like I love so many of his films that some of them have to be lower down, and this one ends up being sort of middle of the pack yeah. because I just love everything else so much. Um, so it's it's really great to have representation of this movie on here because it's a really good one. It was the first one I watched as well, the first Tarantino film I watched. I think it was so, probably that for me as well. It might have been. Was it? Yeah. Is that that or Django? Oh, Django was peak. I think I started with Inglorious Bastards. I think that's that was my peak. first. I think that's my second movie. favorite. Uh, uh, that's my second favorite film. Inglorious is my favorite. Genuinely surprised it's not on the list. I well, know. you could have put it on, but here we are. I'm not. I'm okay. I like Tarantino's movies, but I'm not like a massive fan of Tarantino's movies. I think they're a bit overrated, in my opinion. I'm not a massive fan of the bloke either. I mean, but... it's all right. Oh, the bloke sucks. No, overrated. Anyway, crack on. Yes. It's the number 15 seed. We're back to Hamish. And it is The Truman Show. The Truman Show. Okay. I showed this to Alex. I'm not sure if I showed it to Joe. Did I show it to Joe? I remember we watched... um, It was a superhero film with Rafe Wilson. Um, Oh, Super? Super. And then... Was that what afterwards? I think I was halfway through... Truman Show, and you called me, and you and you were like, Joe, can I join you? And I was like, okay, so we watched the last half of it together. Yeah. It was a... I mean, it's a just a heartbreaking movie. But also, like, a... Everyone's had that, like, thought for a second that, like, what if, like, the world really did, like, revolve around me? Or, like, oh, that's funny that that person showed up exactly on time as I needed them. Like... It's that intrusive thought, and the Truman Show takes that intrusive thought and makes it a reality, and it's got Jim Carrey in it, you know? Like... Most films he's in are his peak. The man just... He makes gold. There's no other way to put it. Gold, Jerry. Sorry. (laughs) The, The man, when he's on screen in that movie, every second is just pure gold. And a lot of it is improvised as well. Is it? Yeah. 
look, I, I watched it with Alex. It's an incredibly emotional tale. And I, I vividly remember watching it with my parents. I don't watch movies with my parents often. But I saw that with my parents and we really enjoyed it. Very dope movie. Very dope. We'll move on to the next one. It's the 14 seed, and it might be the most wholesome movie on the list. Question mark. It's Paddington 2. Yay! Um, not only do I like it, Pedro Pascal's character thinks it's the best film in uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. So that must mean it's good. Um, but I remember I, I watched the first film in cinemas when it came out. Uh, and I had this really stinky child uh, behind me. He kept farting through it. And it was also filled with kids. So everyone was laughing. I'm like, guys, can you stop making noise? I'm trying to enjoy this film. I was a right grumpy bastard back then. Um, I know you're a child was... just trying to watch the children's movie. But shut the <laughs> fuck up. Yeah. But like one day uh, I was really ill. So I stayed home from college. Um, and I was downstairs with my mum. I was like, I want to watch a film. Um, and then I saw Paddington 2 was on Prime. I was like, okay, I've been told it's good, so I'm, so I'm gonna watch it. Um, and it was it was beautiful. I mean, it's just such a joyous experience. I I said that for a lot of the films on this list, um, mainly why they're all on here. But it's Paddington is such a um, a beautiful character and a, a prestigious um, icon in you know British history. Um, and this is such a fun outing for him. You've got Hugh Grant, um, Hugh Bonneville. It's also Hughes already. Um, Joanna Lumley, who talks about nice buns. Peter Capaldi, Sanjeev Bashka. Jim Broadbent. Jim Broadbent. Uh, what's his name? He was in Primeval. Where's the suit? Um, is it Ben Miller? Ben Miller's in it. Um... It's just it's got such a big cast and it's such a fun story and the end will always make me cry. It's a it's a really it's a wonderfully wholesome movie. I'm not um, I still haven't seen it. You I'm haven't Can I show it to you, Alex? Yeah. I've seen Paddington One, adored it. Uh, so I I doubt I don't doubt that Paddington Two is takes it and runs, you know. So um, the next one on the list, it's the number 13 seed, and it is back to Siwan. Um, it's The Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Way. Hey. <laughs> um, arguably one of the best trilogy ever made, might I say. But um, not for everyone, because they are quite long. But <laughs> I think it is. And I think the third one just culminates everything. Like, the battle in front of Minas Tirith and then you know with the Rohan um beautifully done and then it just culminates beautifully with like in front of the Black Gate I just think it's a great ending to a really good trilogy um yes I've only seen the extended editions and that is four hours but given that I've seen it so many times it doesn't actually feel like that anymore um but I just think it's one of the best you know films ever and I, I just had to put it on my list because I love it. Every minute of it. Hobbit was better. Hobbit is wholesome. Hobbit haters are idiots. Uh, yeah, Hob I enjoy the Hobbit more because it's comfort. It's com it's more comforting. It's but, comfort, but yeah. Lord of the Rings are the better f no. films. 
<laughs> no, but okay. I just don't like. You're just a grumpy fuck. You are. No, you I are just... a grumpy fuck. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. It's kind of hard to separate them. I I would probably say though, my my favorite is probably Fellowship. That's but yeah, with, Return of the Return of the King is so good though. It's like they're they're all so elite. Mm. Yeah, uh, no, that it's like is definitely my favorite too. It's like Shut choosing up. your favorite child. Um, <laughs> the next one, it's another Siwan one, and it's another wrap up to a trilogy. It is Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> now I'm not even saying that as a joke. I genuinely think that is the best Star Wars film. And there are many reasons as to why I think it is, but like, need She's I say more than the final battle? Like, it is a very good culmination. Well, okay. The prequels is the prequels, right? Now, Revenge of the Sith, however, I think is the one of the best Star Wars because of the entire story that happens within it. And I'm not going to go into it now, obviously. I'll go into it when I'm arguing my case during the tournament. But, like... I just genuinely do think that it is the best Star Wars with everything that happens in it. And it's got the best lightsaber fight, like, on Mustafa, that is arguably one of the best sword fights ever. Do not say that it's not, Xander. Oh, but the one in the Princess Bride was really interesting and dynamic. <laughs> the sword fight in Princess Bride is just arguably better. But it is, but it is, like it is. But no one asked. You're allowed to be wrong, Xander. It's okay. But, but it's also, have you guys not seen Empire? Have you not seen the ending to Empire? That that lightsaber fight is so Empire's a bit overrated. Fight, I'm sorry. The the fights in the first trilogy are just doink doink doink. That's no. that's like the entirety of what a sword. That's what a sword fight is, Siwan. That's what yes, a sword fight is. So you slow. just touch tips. It's a boring sword fight. They take it and they run with it in the in the first trilogy. In so. Mustafa, it is art. It, they it is. did it for months, Xander. It's Give it to them. It is a good fight. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna be tearing my hair out during the tournament with this. Yes, you are. I because can't I will be dealing fight with the with the prequels. I can't do it. It's it's the best. This is the one film I will fight for. the best series. Ander is the best series. I remember when we watched it and I, we did a drinking game about every moment that was quotable. And by the end yeah. of it, I was so drunk. I got dressed up as Obi-Wan Kenobi and I was quoting I remember it. this. I nice. was so drunk. I was like, I was like, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ah! It's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Xander was like, I want to leave. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I was there for that. You were there <laughs> for that, yeah. You were like, I hate this. I want to leave. <laughs> I, th I think we watched uh, I think we watched Empire the next night and that was a that much better so. evening. And then went during the no. final battle, I deafened and just sat and watched that and <laughs> didn't want to hear anyone talk. It's like when I <laughs> watched it's Solo so good. as well, but Solo was a bit nasty. Yeah, no, I vividly remember trying to watch Solo with you guys because you guys wouldn't shut up. So I just left and watched it myself. Solo's a good movie. It is a very it good is. film. Shut up, Alex. Sith is better. Um, Revenge of the Sith is better. It is better. We'll though, move yeah. on to the next uh, movie. It's the number eleven seed. Logan. That's my that's my Patrick Stewart impression. Dimension. Logan. Logan. This is this was on my top ten. This is number two. Um, yep. I absolutely. Happy birthday, Patrick Stewart. Is it is it his birthday today? It's his birthday. Aww. Really? Happy birthday, recording. Patrick yeah. Stewart. That's cute. I absolutely adore this movie. 
breathing. Sorry, my mic. I can't see everything. Uh, other things open my computer. Um, is... Are you still recording? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, cool. No, don't worry. <laughs> what did Joe do? <laughs> no, I don't know if this was just my Wi-Fi, but you just went. I really love this film. Yeah. yeah. No, he oh, did. Is that what happened? Yeah, that is exactly what happened. Like, oh, that's it. That's, that's all. We, okay. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. No, no. no okay. I've, next I've, film. No, no. I really love this film. I think it's an excellent send-off to. <laughs> what? Fuck you guys. You know what? Next film. No, no. Go on. Go on, man. Please. No. Fuck you. Oh no. Hey man. I'll leave the frame. You. you can do it. Suck a dick. No, okay. Um. I think it's an excellent send-off to. The Fox X-Men series. It doesn't tie everything off as nicely because it kills a load of people off screen. But I think it's an incredible movie. Not just about like a superhero movie, but about family as a whole. Right? And I know saying that's going to give Xander a Vietnam flashback to Fast and Furious. Um, but this is a family movie. And it is such a love letter to old westerns as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I rewatched it a couple of days ago, and it's it's so elite. It's so elite. I I cry every time I watch it. Yeah, really great movie. Um, <laughs> we'll move on to the next one, man. <laughs> and we have the return of Alex's list. It is the number ten seed, the Grand Budapest Hotel, and we talked about this last week. Yes, we did. So oh, I won't, I won't yes. talk about. Sorry, it I mean the week. Long. I mean the week before. The week before, because we're definitely not recording two episodes in the same week. I love that. Whoa! Spoilies. Spoilies. Um, yeah, I won't say much about it because I already raved about it in the Wes Anderson episode. But it's it's just a fun little film, and I think that it's one of Wes Anderson's best. It's just so funny and charming and. I love all the characters in it and William Defoe is so brilliant and my favourite scene where he's on the little skis and he just zips down the mountain. It's <laughs> fucking cinema. It is and cinema. if you haven't seen it already, please go see it. Absolutely. Great movie. And deserving of its high spot. Thank you. The number nine seed. Joe's list. It's Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Rapatouille, which does not sound delicious. Um, just quickly, speaking of, like, like, toques and hats, what the hell have you got on your head, C1? I don't know. I want to know why my brother has it, too, actually. But, yeah. I'll ask him okay. when he's back. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I remember going to my grand's every Saturday and watching Ratatouille on DVD. Every Saturday? Yeah, I, we'd go there, because it was nearby. Um, and I just watched the film over and over and over again. And I don't know why. Like, generally, ask yourself when you watch those films that you love, why you fall in love with them. Sometimes it just happens, and for some reason, it happened with this film about a guy who cannot cook, who is controlled by a rat who can cook, and gets a job in uh, Gusto's. It's such a quotable film, well, it is to me, because I've watched it so many times. Um, it's such a sweet film with a great score by Michael Ducino. Uh I think it's directed by Brad Bird who did, uh, of course, The Incredibles, which is incredible as well. Um, I'm so sorry about that. But I, I love this film. It's so wholesome. 
I love the characters. Uh, Ian Holm as um, Skinner, Chef Skinner. Skinner, is is great. I love his little. Uh, then back to work. I love his his voice in this film. Um, yeah, I love this film. I it's really hard talking about like your favorite films because you just get you just keep saying I love this film and yeah, it, it's hard, isn't it? But I do genuinely love this film and I think it's Pixar's best film. It's it's very different because it tackles, um, you know, chef life. <laughs> a rat. Uh, and a rat that can cook. <laughs> Which it is a really deep topic. Yeah, like like cooking. Rat. <laughs> my favorite oh, topic this image rat. of a jpeg of just a rat i'm like in comic sense the word rat no just... they're in like a pitch meeting with this big whiteboard saying we're going to make film about really serious topic and they turn over the page rat, rat. <laughs> but, but can this it gets better he cooks he cooks food in let restaurants him let, him cook. let him cook let him cook and we call it ratatouille Ratatouille! Ah, Love the film. Yeah, it, it's lo- it's low-key one of Pixar's best movies. I feel like it's a really... It seems... It seems Seriously like underrated really talk as well. Yeah. They don't, yeah. Yeah. Change that, um, guys. Come on. We'll move on to the number eight slot in the tournament. And it is my movie, Whiplash. Whiplash. So valid. The the other Damien Chazelle movie on this list, and what can I say about this movie that hasn't been said already? In insanely, in insanely excellent movie. Uh, Miles Teller, great great uh, role for him. J.K. Simmons, a revelation, a tour de force. Um, the music is phenomenal, and I still listen to Caravan. Just in my everyday playlists. Incredible mm. piece of music. Um, the final 15, 20 minutes, just like I said with Blind Spotting, keeps you gripped the whole time. Um, and the rest of the movie, it's. I said that Evil Dead 2 is the only horror film on my list, but I might have to take that back. This is a horror film. Actually, produced by Blumhouse as well, the very popular horror producers. Um. And because it's just... J.K. Simmons just hounds every single person in this movie. And it's excellent. Truly excellent stuff. Um, so many great quotes as well. Like that, that I actually carry through into my everyday life. And that makes sense as well. Like J.K. Simmons says, um, There are no two words more harmful in the English language than good job. And it's like, oh my god. Yes, absolutely. Yes, you telling that too. Very true. Sad, you tell that to me every time I make a poster for this <laughs> podcast. Well, good job. No, I tell you, I, t- I tell you, you're a star, and that I don't deserve you. Slightly different. <laughs> um. So yeah, if if you haven't seen this one, do go and seek it out, and um, you guys are going to be in for a ride um, when you guys watch it. So. Uh, we'll move on to the number seven spot. Oh, it's me again! Um, this is my number one. We are into the number ones now. Uh, the next three films are all people's number one favourites. Um, and it's the number seven spot. It is Robocop from 1987. 
Um, it's become a bit of a meme at this point that this movie's my favourite. Um, and it's just... I don't know how to explain it. There's something about it that just is so special to me. I didn't watch it at a specific point in my life. I think I was 15, 16 when I saw it for the first time. So what you're saying was is this like, movie was your sexual awakening. N- no. It's... <laughs> I don't know what it is. It just it just encapsulates so many things from 80s films that I love. It's got a sci-fi twist on a on just a normal cop movie. It's got great action. It's got classic witty one-liners. It has a great villain. It's got amazing music. Um, the set design is great. All the special effects look fantastic. And the suit, the suit is so good. Um, and yeah, I I don't think I can convince anyone of like how good this movie is. And, and if you watch it, you'll probably just see it as like, it's fine. I've shown it to so many people that are just like, it's fine. I've come to accept this. I, I'm on an island here. Um, and I'm okay with that because I like eating all the coconuts myself. Um, <laughs> Robocop, very great movie. And I want everyone to give it a go. I'm desperate for everyone to give it a go. And if you don't like it, I'm okay with that. You're going to hurt me for saying I enjoyed the remake. I'm going to disconnect you from the call. <laughs> Can I just say I vouch for Xander and that this is a very good film. Yes! Yeah, and it's a good movie. I don't see where the hate for it is. But also, I like the remake. No, you're wrong, Hamish, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> um, we'll move on to the next one. Um, it's the number six seed, and it is Siwan's number one movie. It's The Avengers from 2012. Yes. Um, this is kind of just like a little film of nostalgia for me. Like, it's... it's and I guess... It's the first time we see the Avengers get together. It's simple, six of them. And I just think it's, you know, I I can sit down and watch it and not be bored. It's like a comfort film. Um, I don't know why. It's not the best film in the MCU, I know that. There are so many other better ones. But this one still will forever, I think. Maybe not forever, but for a while will, you know, be my favourite just because... It's the first time we got to see them all together. You know, it was the start of it of it all. And I think that's why I think I like it. You know, it's just, yeah. It was the start of it. So I think that's why I kind of like it. That's a valid reason. Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. It's, lo- it's wonderfully simple. Like, you don't get all this, yeah. like, oh, there's a reference, there's a reference, there's a reference, there's a reference. It's, oh, it's just... It's, it's just that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um... The next one, the number five slot. It's Joe's favourite. It's Fantastic Mr. Fox, which we did again go through last week. We did. Um, as I've said before, with all of these, I love this film. And you, you can see my full thoughts on this in the last episode. Um, but I I absolutely love the stop motion animation in this. Wes Anderson is sort of the perfect director stop motion stop motion should em- should embrace more of the weird side of things 
I love the color palette of this, the oranges, the the browns. It, it, it's such a nice autumny film. Um, and like with Paddington 2 and a lot of the films on this list, it's one look whenever I'm sad or like just stressed, I will put this on and it will make me feel a lot better. Uh, great cast. Um, you've got George Clooney, Mel Streep, Owen Wilson, Wim Dafoe, Michael Gambon, Wes Anderson himself. It's such a such a big cast. Bill Murray. How did I forget Bill Murray? It's a great cast. Um, and although I haven't read the original Rodol book, oh, I'm, confident say, I'm confident in saying this is a faithful adaptation. And if not, it's still good in its own merits. And Are there three absolute disgusting humans called Bogus Bunsen Bean? Bogus Bunsen Bean, one fat one, short one, lean. These horrible crooks. Are, also are, different in looks, but they're all Looks, but nonetheless mean. equally mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which also is the basis of the score slash soundtrack for this film. And the culmination of that and the... Da, 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 later on in like the climactic sequence where everything's been set on fire so good i can still get chills from that i still um, haven't so watched yeah. it oh Wait, you ass no you're you're fibbing no, i've never watched it I, I think it's the same as kill bill for me I, so many people have been like watch it watch it watch it i'm like no but like kill, i get it if you haven't watched like kill bill because like I, I get that but like do you not if, were you never like a kid or like a teenager and you'd be sitting like at home in the afternoon and then fun, they just have Fantastic Mr. Fox on like ITV2 or something no I just have just my audiobook of it to listen to Oh, you um, fucking nerd. Bump. Get a life. Well, well I'll be it's honest with you, Hamish. Um, it, 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 it's your job to watch it now, so you have to. Yeah. Tell that to uh, Alex. Really good film. I know, because I'm not watching Evil Dead. There he is. What about Fury? I won't watch it because I hate you. <laughs> but this is one we'll of those films on. that everyone should experience in their life, as it's such a encapsulation of all that is good in cinema and animation. Agreed. Agreed. So that is the end of the list of movies that have been chosen by one individual. Now we have four further movies, the top four, that have been chosen by multiple people. So the next three have been chosen by two people. They're on two lists. And the first one is the number four seed. It is Transformers the movie. And that is on Hamish's and Alex's list. I love this film. Uh, Hamish actually was the one that forced me to watch it after I forced him to watch Barbie Fairytopia, and I'm very happy he did. Um, it's such a wonderfully beautiful, fun film, but also at the same time, Optimus Prime dies within the first 20 minutes. So it's like, Jesus Christ, that's some whiplash. Also, Starscream is like is elite in that film. He's such a little goblin. He kicks Megatron. When Megatron is like down, it's wonderful. Um, but the plot is it follows the plot of Unicron, which has been uh, recently used in the newest Transformers film. So it's, it's, it's on topic, see? We're on topic, guys. We picked it for a reason, not just because we're losers. Amish? I think the opening 20 minutes of this movie are, dare I say, some of the best fucking Transformers, best animated movie that we've ever seen. Because it is. The, the anime, like, not in, like, the animation is so beautiful. I mean, like, it's just a damn good fucking animated movie. Like... It just follows the gang fighting the Decepticons. Like, it introduces... Allied with Unicron. 
Yeah, it just it introduces everything, and then, like, it's just such a damn good movie. And it, it follows. It's with the G One cartoon, but the thing about the film that I think is really good as well is you could just watch the film alone. Yeah, yeah, I and did. Not, what, not watch any of the cartoon. It's just so. a damn good animated movie, and I also add like nowadays with like movies, you wouldn't get that kind of action sequence in the first 20. No. That kind of shit would be like the end fight. It would be drawn out. We get the action. We get our fix. And then the mid... I think the middle of it's the weakest. But then come the end as well. The end has... I think think the ending is the weakest. It's debatable. In the Transformers film. Yeah. I might agree with Alex. The, the, the ending is the weakest part. It's I think very the, rushed, I think. The end with Rodimus, don't get me wrong, I love Hot Rod, but like the whole Rodimus Prime thing is a, is the weakest part. I enjoyed the traversal of the, the planets. I, obviously, the opening is peak, but no, I, just, I, I, I really like the middle part. I don't the know opening should have been the ending. I happily oh. go back and rewatch the opening on loop. You do, yeah. it annoys me. I do. Me. The, op- the opening 20 minutes is really dope. Like, you don't need to be a Transformers fan to understand what the fuck's going on. Oh my god, we've all seen this movie. We have. It's crazy. Um, Transformers the movie is the lowest rated movie on the the board. With an average score of 65.33. Just for your files, that's all. Yeah, well that's because it was a cartoon from like the 80s. So there's not going to be a Rotten Tomatoes score, I don't think. There is a Rotten Tomatoes score, and it is 62%. That's... I can't say that's That's low. piss poor, isn't the, it? Piss poor. The, um, <laughs> the um, average rating is 5.5, and the audience score is 88%. Okay, well, at least the audience was correct. And the <laughs> highest rated movie, while we're here, is 12 Angry Men. And that has an average rating of 94.5. Uh, oh well, Why? it's a shame it sucks and Transformers is better. Okay. I haven't seen the film. Um, the next movie is um, on my list and Siwan's list. I was really happy to see this on someone else's list. It's um, the number three seed. It's in Bruges. Colin Farrell, my beloved. What an absolute prince of crime. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I love this movie. I love Martin McDonough's work. This, Seven Psychopaths, and then going for... That, that and Seven Psychopaths are two of my favourites. Seven Psychopaths would have been on this list in a past life. Um, his other three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, and the Banshees of Inisherin. I love the Banshees of Inisherin. I love the way he writes characters, as, <laughs> and they're so broken, but he yeah. tries his best to sort of get them to come across as... You know, they try. Nice. They do try yeah. in all their movies. They try and be better, um, and and it's it's really interesting. Um, it's so funny. This movie is so yeah. so funny and so dark as well. It yeah. uses this is the ultimate black comedy, yeah. in the sense that like the the comedy is just so raw and dark, and you're not sure whether you want to laugh or cry. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it was this on movie. <gasps> you should. It's I like. Good. It was on film four when I first watched it, and my I think my parents both just went, "Yeah, you'll like this." So I sat down, and they were 
annoyingly right. Um, yeah. You know, I just fell in love with it instantly. It is such... Yeah, it's funny at the same time, but heartbreaking. And it, it, it works. I want to go to Bruges, even though the place looks absolute shit. I also... That's one of my dreams. I want to go. Oh. Um, and the, the... There are... There are moments of like real gore as well yeah that you're not expecting yeah hamish you'd love in bruges really great mm. movie and you all will when you watch it you'll see how wrong you all were to not have it on your list previously <laughs> we're down to the final two movies yeah um and it is first up we have a movie that is on alex and hamish's list once more <laughs> it's um is it not on my the list? batman is it not on no, your not list i don't know list. i didn't write your list I can't remember. If I wrote your list, list, it would be. This is a peak film. This is the best Batman film ever. Okay? It's not only the best iteration live action of Batman. It's the best Riddler. It is the best Catwoman. Best Penguin, dare I say. It is peak. It is such a wonderful, perfect film. Paul Dano plays such a wonderful Riddler. No, he's yeah, he's still whimsical and giggly and fun, especially after they catch him at the diner. But he's he's a threat. He is a menace. You know, he goes around as the serial killer, killing some of the most important people in Gotham, and Gotham as a city is portrayed so wonderfully. I I think a lot of the scene, like a lot of the other live action adaptations of Gotham, have it kind of. It just kind of looks like New York with a with a gray filter you know but this this is gotham you know this this truly is the perfect live adaptation of gotham in my opinion um whatever alex said i agree we went and saw it <laughs> the first we, we, we saw the first saw viewing it. at midnight went to sleep woke up the next day and went let's go see it again and we went and saw it again the same day um which is the first time i've ever done that with a film been to the cinema twice this year but um Casting was perfect. The cinematography was incredible. The soundtrack in alone, the Batmobile. Okay, the Batmobile like is Gicino. peak. Yeah, he he did such an amazing job with the soundtrack. Um, I think though that my my favorite part would be the Riddler. It would be Paul Dano's performance as the Riddler. So, you know, I know Hamish has other favorite parts of the film, but the Riddler in general no. is, I think, the best part of the I... film. That movie is just art in its own right. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's, like I said with Watchmen, it's, a, it's you know, it's close connection to the source material is what really makes it shine. It takes inspiration from The Long and Halloween, which is a well-known Batman which comic strip. One of Batman's best stories. Yeah. I do with like, I just everything. think, yeah. I do like when uh, he flies down and then hits his head. <laughs> that was practical. Wait, Robert Pattinson yeah, gee, oh, did that? Him. See, was it scripted? You like that? That's the, that's yeah. that's the one moment in okay. the film that I'm like, eh, maybe don't have that in. No, it was great. I, I, you know, I like that he gets hit, but he looks so rubbery. And he does. Just, I, I don't it, know. It does look a bit. I don't know. That, that, that's the one dodgy, moment. Isn't wrong. that because he's wearing rubber? He, I think he's not wrong. I but, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. He's wearing rubber. Um. It, but that, that's, the, that's the only moment throughout the film that I'm like, I can't get on board with this. But everything else, it's pretty... Well, him, him falling yeah. was practical. Um, there's a behind-the-scenes take of, uh, obviously, the stuntman flying, being put, brought down on a, on a, like a kind of harness, uh, hits the bridge, hits the bus, <laughs> and then falls to the ground and, and rolls. The rolling is all practical. Uh, God bless the stuntman. It was very funny. I don't know. The, 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 the whole action sequences when he's in the 
pitch black corridor and the only light is from the gunfire oh that was beautiful you know, it was such i kind of wish that scene went on for a little bit longer but mm. the, the, um, the interpretation of the that? iceberg lounge i thought was amazing you know Do you remember when that second trailer came out oh mm-hmm. that was like one of the best things i'd ever seen it was my it was the best day ever it was the end of DC fandom. Me and Hamish waited three hours. It was what we were shitty. all waiting for. Oh, God, yes. I, We had to watch... Just the boots are yeah. golden a, now. We had to yeah. watch The Rock in a turtleneck do his little hand mm. yeah. move and goes, and Black Adam is going to change the entire DC universe. <laughs> and then... Yeah. It's going to change it, the hierarchy. And then that got brushed aside. Like, Fuck off, Batman. And, and, and then it really Batman yeah. was like, there's a Batman trailer, gold, and he's like, we're like, great to show you it. And then that's it. The the man, I love him. He's just like, it was a good Batman trailer. And like, off he popped. He knew he was cooking fire. It was, it was the yeah, ending no, of the I trailer re- with the Batman building. Yeah, agreed. And it was I, the yes. music. I remember the theme. I, re- I remember that um, that trailer coming out because I was waiting like you guys were. I was watching DC fandom and I had to go and watch Venom Let There Be no, Carnage. And, and as I was about to go into the screening... The Batman trailer came out. I was like, "Guys, give me, give me a few, give me a few." And I sat and watched it on my phone, and then had to watch Venom. <laughs> I'm sorry. God awful. Dog water. No, I pl- I plan Absolute on getting a, a tattoo from this film. So you know, say the little Venom bat with the too, and I was like, mark. "No, Alex, no." no not a Venom too. <laughs> I'm not a certain <laughs> somebody who loves Venom. Um, guys, guys, Venom's gonna be <laughs> an integral part of Homecoming. I'm sorry. Integral. Integral. Well, homecoming, no way, <laughs> no way home. They all blend together. Home, sweet home, home alone. Home, sweet home, home alone. Home, alone. home wrecker. Home wrecker. Home away from home alone. You know. Homies. Sylvester Spider-Man homies. Like, Spider-Man homie. Sylvester still home. That's good. No, but the, I would die um, for this one. <laughs> I would. <laughs> it, it's certainly good. I have other thoughts, but I will save them for. I will kill you. I will die for this film. <laughs> I will die for the Riddler. We get then. We get to the number one pick, which. This is where you shut listen, up, Sander. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen. I, um, it has been picked. Uh, it's on three people's lists. It's on Hamish's, Siwan's, and Joe's. Um, it's a bit recent, but it's here. And it doesn't matter it's the if it's number recent. one pick. It doesn't matter if it's recent. It is the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yes. I think the fact that it's on three people's lists says a lot, <laughs> Xander. And like, I'm sure um, when you know all of the films on these lists, when we saw them, we were like, "Wow, that's amazing." And the same is for this. Like, it's the one of the only films that's made me cry twice in cinemas because I don't. I'm, I I find it quite hard to cry. Um, it's a great film, but I'll, I'll let the I'll let Hamish see one talk because I've I've talked a lot in this. Oh, it's a good movie. You should go watch it. If you haven't watched it, <laughs> <coughs> Alex, <laughs> uh, you should go watch it. I have I'm, watched it. I've watched it through TikTok. Um, I watched it through TikTok. Alex, I refuse you to believe that to TikTok has properly. every single bit of footage in it. I refuse. Refuse to believe it. It does, but it's just in about it's about in 180 no, parts. Refuse. Um, you should you should watch it properly. Um, I have watched yeah, it probably. Um, Just with like the Darman music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's a crime! Uh, uh, no, please watch it properly. Um, 
Because it is a heartbreaking movie, and it will make you sad, but it will also make you happy. I th the only reason it made you sad is because you're artistically attached to raccoons. No. I, I think it came at I think it came at a very important time as well, which is why it has that sentimentality, and it's why it's one of my favorite films. Aww. Came at a time that Marvel That's needed good. a a win, and then they immediately ruined it with Secret Invasion. I still haven't watched. You haven't that. seen Daddy, you it haven't yet. Seen it. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, it looks terrible. I don't care. Xander, you look terrible, but when you get to know you, you're a really nice guy. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was really mean. Oh I'm sorry, gosh. Xander. It's I love you, my little baby Jesus. Said. I'm sorry, Xander. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean wow, that. Okay. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it is like absolutely pee. I mean, you guys are talking about it, but it's also no, from James Xander, Gunn. What's wrong? You know, the, the pastor. No, I'm saying that's why he literally it's... directed the suicide. I oh, said that's okay. why it's peak. You fucking sorry, imbeciles! Sorry. Oh my god, open I thought your you ears. said, but it's also fucking... from. Can I defend Jane... the fucking Hold film? Holy shit! I don't know if gotta learn to listen, Lou. But I thought you said, but it's also from James Gunn, and that's why I was like, yeah. that's what I heard. And that's why it's good. No, but when you say but, it implies the opposite. So that is that is the number one film. If you want to hear. Our very in-depth thoughts on it. You can go to our spoiler review that was from a couple of months ago, or we'll be discussing it further when we get to the tournament proper in a few weeks' time. Um, we've got some really exciting matchups. If you think that this was uh, this was tough to get through, then wait till the tournament starts, baby, because um, it's going to be a lot of back and forth and some people's favourite movies are going to be gone early doors. Um, it's going to be a rough one, so make sure you tuned in when we come back to the tournament. Do do we want to uh, go through some of the matchups that we've got and tease them a bit, or what do you guys think? I don't know I what the matchups are. I should keep them blind. Should keep them blind? <laughs> we've already told them keep what's going to be in the tournament. We yeah, have told you, so surprises. all of these movies... All 45 of the movies that we have discussed uh, this week will be in the tournament. All of them will have their chance, their time to shine, unless they go up against Batman. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. I'm, I'm pretty sure... Um, what is against Batman? Batman is already in the next round anyway, but oh god. It's not, look it's not looking good, Breath. Um... Uh, well, guys, we've, we've just recommended a, a lot of films, but... I want you guys to sell me something. Why don't you guys sell me a movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd? I'm going to do none of them and I'm going to recommend a podcast. But that wasn't in the list, Joe. I need I'm to sorry, to I'm breaking things. the criteria. Is it the Film Me In uh, podcast? the only podcast you're allowed to recommend on here. It's got to be the yeah. Film Me In podcast. <laughs> no, um, I've got a choice of two because I listened to one today. Um, but one of the guys they interviewed is also in the other one. I don't know which one to go with. Can I? I'm going to recommend two of them because I can. Um, the first one I want to recommend is one I listened today, which is uh, Rob Brydon's podcast. He's a great impressionist, um, and I listened to the episodes where he um, spoke with Steve Pemberton, and then one where he spoke with Reece Shearsmith. Um, oh Jesus Christ! Those are really good. Like the title, the title of Reece Shearsmith is uh, "Why Is Reece Shearsmith an Angry Little Man," which was really cool. Um, it was a great talk between them because they talk about show business, all the shows they've been in, and Rob Brydon keeps asking them when he's going to be in Inside Number 9. Um, <laughs> so that's the first podcast. Give that a listen, particularly for Rob Brydon's impressions. His Terry Wogan impression is great. 
Uh, and the second podcast, which you should all listen to, is Off Menu with Ed Gamble and James A. Caster, where they talk, they're in this dream restaurant and they talk about with celebrities their dream um, starter, main, and dessert. And most importantly, if they go for poppadoms or bread. It's just celebrities talking about their dream food in a restaurant. Um, it's great. With, with some really good comedians. With some really good comedians. And Reese Shearsmith has done an episode where he talks about being a tiny little sparrow in a nest. So if you haven't already, go listen to those podcasts amongst this one. Um, yes. Amazing. Thank you, Joe. Who's next? I'm going to recommend go a video on, game. Or I'm going to sell, go sell me it. So recently, the sequel to the 2016 game Oxenfree came out. Um, came out on the 12th. Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals. If you like adventure horror <laughs> games, um, I would... Sound My foot hurts. <laughs> Carry on. Right. Okay. I thought you needed no. to pee. I'm I was going to say, good. go pee, babes. Just moving okay. my butt. Um... No worries. So, Oxenfree 2, Oxenfree 1 and 2 are both uh, analog, kind of, not analog, sorry. Let me restart. Oxenfree 1 and 2 are both horror games, adventure games, that follow the 86 people who were killed in a nuclear submarine off the coast of an island, and their bodies and souls merge together to become the Sunken, where they are trapped in an alternate dimension, and through analog radio are able to escape and try to possess you and your friends. Um, it's a game that is very dear to my heart because the main character Alex is somebody who I I love and adore and is the reason I am who I am oh. today. Um, not only for the name but also for the hair colour, um, which is a lot of so many jokes. But here we are. Um, and the second one came out and it's it wraps up the you know the story really really well I, I waited what seven years for the sequel to come out and it came out and it didn't disappoint they're both on steam now 20 pounds for the second one two pounds for the first one because it's currently on sale so 22 pounds altogether to get about 18 hours worth of content i would seriously recommend it to anybody who enjoys horror or just teenagers fighting ghosts who are you gonna call ghostbusters joe busters yeah because yes that sounds really cool. Um, it does actually sound really cool. I looked really cool. the game you recommended last time, Alex, and it was like 20 quid. And I was like... Which game did I recommend? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go, go on CD Keys. Um, if anyone wants to get video games for cheaper or anything, there's a website called CD Keys, which will give you the key for the game. You put it into your console or PC or whatever you're using, and it'll activate. Well, I've, it's a trusted I've, website. Um, I always I've, use I've it. I've added it to my wish list on Steam, so... This one sounds fun yeah, as well, so I will. Uh, it is. It is always. I will, I will have a look at this uh, one as well. Very exciting. Thank you. Hamish, do you have something? I have a recommendation that was mentioned earlier, but not as one of the movies in this. Alex might be rather surprised, but I am going to recommend Barbie Fairytopia. I have done this because. Hold on. Yeah, I'm looking, changing my no. setup to see Alex's face. The reason why I'm recommending this is that Alex is fixated on this movie. In my time, I've begun to realize that there are other people on the internet who are also fixated on this movie. Now, I'm not recommending oh, it because Ill. I like it. I'm trying to figure out... It's like kind of like... It's like an experiment. I'm trying to figure out if there is anyone out there that actually, like, enjoys this movie, like, 
as a piece of cinema and can give actual credit no no not aside from you that can give like valid interactions with this movie other than it just being a cgi cgi nightmare with a side character by the name of bibble <laughs> right don't you dare don't you dare beseech his name how dare you right this is a recommendation out of morbid curiosity I think that <laughs> sums it up the if, best if you actually wanted me to sit you down and give you a Christmas no no I don't no I don't I want someone else to like why are you asking no because I know you're mentally ill about it already I need someone else to um I need someone else to like what about the, what about the second one what about Barbie Fairy Topia oh, <laughs> what about the third one Barbie Fairy Topia Magical <gasps> Rainbow because then that then leads on to Barbie Mariposa this feels like a cult. I think what you're describing Christ. is actually torture that the KGB uses <laughs> in gulags. <laughs> do you, right? Do you think, do you think Mar Margot Robbie watched this in preparation? <laughs> no, fuck no. no. I, I, I watched this movie um, and it was the most boring experience of my life and Alex kept demanding that I get off my phone. Wait, but um, despite the fact whenever Alex watches a movie, Alex physically cannot watch that movie without looking at their phone. Because I'm autistic. So am I. Um, and yet, I was still subjected to Barbie Fairytopia. I, I, I watched the Transformers I'm confused. Film. I thought yeah, this was a recommendation. But, you, but both of us enjoyed that. <laughs> that um, yeah, no, out of like sheer morbid curiosity, it's, it's an experiment. I'm trying to widen it to the masses. Um, if you're going to watch a Barbie film, watch Barbie, um, Barbie uh, and a Mermaid Tale 1 and 2. They're actually really well, nice. Well, you know you she's a princess. No. Jesus Christ. Right. Um, cheers for that, Hamish. Cheers for that backhanded compliment to your partner. Um, Siwan. We're getting married. Siwan, do you have anything? I don't, if that's okay. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, I'll recommend you guys a m -m 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 movie. Do you guys like action movies? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, do you Sandra. do you care about plot writing and story? Not all the time. Yes. Well, no, I do. Sandra. I have a movie for you. Um, Extraction Two on Netflix. I need to <gasps> Extraction watch it because I really enjoyed the first. The first what? one is like a live action Call of Duty film. Um, really fun, really great action sequences, and that's really all that matters in an action film. Really. Everything else is an added bonus. That's why John Wick is so good. It's because it has those incredible action sequences and also a really riveting story and world. Um, Extraction doesn't have that. It just has the main guy, Tyler Rake. Stupid name, but great Tyler. action. Chris Hemsworth. Sh this is what Marvel and modern blockbuster cinema are stopping us from getting, which is modern, big, bulky action stars. Like, we used to have Arnie, Stallone, Van Damme. We've got people like Chris Hemsworth who are huge We've monsters. We've got Tom Cruise, he's, Xander. He's a monster of a human, and you're just watching him body people for two hours. It's delightful. There is a 20-minute-long one-take through th really? where it involves a prison escape um, a fight scene in which Chris Hemsworth breaks someone's hand in two pieces. It goes yes. through a prison riot. 
into a car chase where the cars blow up, then onto a, a train. The train then is being chased by helicopters. He fires a minigun at the helicopters and then they crash the train. I it's need so to see good. see these films. It's so... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna Honestly, watch this now. Actually, I actually. Oh my gosh, Netflix is doing something crazy right now, where it's actually trying to make interesting movies with the big stars it's signing. Is it on my so Magic go website? and watch Extraction Two. It's low key, probably gonna end up on one of my favorites of the year, because I don't care about the plot or the story. The action is so good, and the final battle I ended up actually like it's it's small scale but so high stakes loved the movie go check it out you've sold it to me you have sold it they're on the, the they're on the baby. magic website it, i might it, do it. it it's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite like action movies the first one i haven't seen the second so you should it's good right we're calling it because i'm in so much pain i'm tired <laughs> and i somehow have to edit this into a consumable size for people well, to bear in mind to. there's 15 minutes of chinese Joe, it is There's still quite that, long. Um, yeah, right. there's, there's a lot of breaks. In all there are a lot of breaks, yeah. Let's do... Are we doing shout-outs, or are we just... I'm do, Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting to it. Let me... Well, I didn't know let me get on with it, Sandow. Oh, so you just said you want to finish. Ending. Get on with it, you let stupid prick. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. What are your favourite movies? Let us know through our social medias you can get contact us through on facebook instagram and twitter alex will respond if you message them i promise um if you like the podcast make sure you give us a follow on all the platforms and give us five stars because i feel like we deserve it because uh, we try really hard for you guys Hell to bring yeah. you guys fun content that we think you'll enjoy um thank you to everyone for being here Hamish, where can the people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Hamish2864. The words mean nothing. Or you can find me in your walls <laughs> if you uh, if you've taken yeah, you know, we've been doing this for like four three hours, four hours. You can find me in your walls if you haven't taken your meds. <laughs> Siwan, where can the people find you? Uh, if you want to see me post nothing, go on Instagram and Twitter at Siwan01. But if you want to see me post quite often, you can go on my letterbox, Siwan0s. Amazing. Joe, where can the people find you? You can find me on um, <laughs> Cook11 Joseph on Twitter, Rebel Hooving on YouTube, Joe Cook underscore digital artist on Instagram. Incredible work over there. And Alex, my beloved, where can the people find you? Okay, get this. If you want to talk to me, you can find me on the Film Me In podcast, which is Film Me In Pod 1 on Twitter. That's crazy. Um, if you also want to find me on Twitter, I'm at AlexYoung667, but I won't respond to you. So, there you go. Amazing. Thank you very much, guys, for being here. We look forward. We are itching to begin this tournament. So, um, we'll get it to you as... We'll get it to you soon as we can. Next week, it's Barbenheimer time, baby. Ooh. So, uh, ready your nukes and your beautiful heels, because we're, we're going to do Barbenheimer next week. Make sure you are tuned in. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Ciao. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, it's like gravy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>